0: What's happening? What's good? You are now tuned in to episode 33 of the greatest podcast in the world that nobody knows about. Better known or also known as your favorite podcast, podcast, Pod Deep Podcast, in effect. We're running a little light tonight, so you only got me, the R. You got Jay and Hughes, but we're going to do our best to keep things rolling and make it still fun and entertaining for you, like we always do every week. So... Uh, How y'all doing tonight, man? Doing good, bro. Doing good. How about yourself? I'm hanging in there. Jay, what's up?
1: Feeling good. Feeling great. Ready to (laughs) pop. All
0: right. So um, I'm going to kick things off. Uh, Usually, you know, our dedicated followers know all uh, 258 subscribers and five people that actually watch us. They know how we get things kicked off, and that's with the deep thought question of the day so uh said is not with us tonight so he don't he won't be able to give us one but i'm gonna step in his place and i'm gonna gonna pose one to the fellas and then we gonna kind of riff on it and see how it go so deep thought question of the day if you could sit down and talk to anyone who is deceased who would it be so take it and take it into perspective you know not no one personal you know mom dad or anything like that but just in a in historical sense if you could sit down and talk with anyone um who would it be so uh
2: squeak i'm gonna start with you
0: who would who would it be for
2: you man i have four individuals the first individual i had is Pharaoh uh khufu he had the largest pyramid in egypt second person i have is annie malone Third person I had was O.W. Gurley. Then I had uh, Malcolm X, and I narrowed that all down to uh, O.W. Gurley. He's the one of one of the wealthiest men of uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. He was an educator. He was a, um, a realist, uh, entrepreneur, and he was a um, he owned land in in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, and um, he also survived the Tulsa, Oklahoma riots but he never got back any of his uh, land that he lost any of those business you know what i'm saying he's one of the first guys that um that had that created like a hotel and stuff like that and he never got those he never got any of that money back from insurance policy that you would normally uh get as a as a business owner um you know doing like a a riot or something like that you know the government didn't you know replace his business and my and my question's for him would have been like you know as a as an educator as a guy that worked uh, started off as a ed- as a teacher and worked in the postal service. My my sit down questions for him would have been like you know what what opportunity did you see? What made you want to go out to Tulsa, Oklahoma? Being that you know the guy was born and raised born in um, Alabama, he was raised in Arkansas. So I would just really like to pick his brain. You know what I'm saying ask him a couple of questions and stuff. You know, like what inspired him, you know, uh, what got him going and stuff like that, you know, that um, that part of history uh, haven't been told to a lot of individuals. I didn't learn it in school at all about the uh, the, the Tulsa, Oklahoma burning of uh, Black Wall Street as we know it. So I would love to to have, you know, spoken with someone that was, you know, like the, the brains behind an operation, you know
0: that's what's up you know i would like i don't i don't think i've ever heard of him um so yeah you know i i preach i appreciate that 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 one because me personally i i just went for low hanging fruit but to actually you know think about it and and come up with some an obscure name like that that a lot of people might not know Mm -hmm. yeah that was a good one man appreciate that one Um, jay what about you Y'all yeah, mute again. Six weeks in the row, baby. Right.
1: I need a a button up high. <laughs> I gotta figure that figure that one out. Um I have two. I'm going back. I love comedy and comedians, so I'm going back. I'm talking. To, I'm bringing um Richard Pryor. And good one. That's a good one. He's probably documented on his whole life is probably pretty much documented. It's probably you know fully accurate. Um, but still, I would like to have a conversation with him, hear his own, hear his story, uh, you know, from himself instead of secondhand. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Richard Pryor, one of the greatest comedians um, to have ever lived. Second, Tupac. I want to know how he feels about all this slander that comes his way every year. <laughs> Keep picking Jay Z and whoever else, Nas as the number one rapper over Tupac. So I want to know how he feels about all this Tupac slander.
0: We'll get to that. I guess, I'm, I'm guessing we'll get to this in the current events uh, portion of our show. Yeah. <laughs> so those are my but, two. Yeah. But that that Richard Pryor one, I like that one. Um, because Richard Pryor, he's a genius of comedy, but I don't know if you've ever watched any of his interviews, but he has a real uh, great perspective just on the culture and just uh, the plight of black people in in in, in, in the country during his time. Um, I don't know if you guys know uh, Dick Cavett, but he had a he had a talk show back mm-hmm. in the sixties and seventies, mm-hmm. and it was in a it was a different type of like it was much more free and open. You know, it wasn't all you know PC like you know like um, like shows are today. So they were able to have like real. Robust conversations and talk about shit. And Richard had a very, you know, for someone who, you know, he say himself, he wasn't educated or anything, but you would never tell because he would be able to articulate himself, articulate himself very well on, you know, like the plight of black people in the country, man. So, and, and I think the reason another thing on Richard, uh, so we've seen biopics and all that on all, a lot of people, but, you haven't seen one on him yet, because I don't think people can really. I think they're having a hard time just really capturing him, because he was a comedian, but he was so much more than that to me. Yeah, and it won't
2: be funny, and and, and I think that's the part that they may be having a hard time trying to produce because his life is not funny, just his artwork. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. and he had a lot of courage to get up and 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 to tell the story because. You know sometimes our pain is is embarrassing, you know when when you talk about our struggle and and we are as black people we we're very prideful you know we like to keep our personal business behind closed door and for him to go on talk shows for him to put that on in his stand up routine man, that that takes a lot of courage to do
0: yeah and he, he for that he had a uh, a stand up where he talked about um he was in Vegas, and he ju- and he got butt naked and jumped up on the crap table or or blackjack table and yelled blackjack. You know, I'm thinking, oh, it's okay. You know, we laughing, but like he really did that shit. Like he had a meltdown. I don't know if you guys heard it, but you know, he was Bob. He modeled himself after Bill Cosby, so he did that type of humor um, in the mid '60s. And he had, you know, he was in Vegas doing a show, and it kind of just hit him that it's this this wasn't who he was, like mm-hmm. he could no longer go in that path. So he walked off the stage. Like, like he was on stage, he he looked out in an audience and saw a number of white people, and he felt like he was just being, you know, Uncle Tom or something. Mm-hmm. So he kind of just he he. That's when he just he walked off stage, and he they say he ran through the casino, but naked. <laughs> Um, jumped up on the table and you know they threw him out they banned him and everything and from that point he went to berkeley and he started hanging with the black panthers um and things like that and he, he he just that's when his whole his whole thing changed and he became the richard Pryor that that we that we know like we don't really know him as that bill cosby type of um comedian but yeah, that um, yeah, Jay. That's that's a good one, man. Cause I like, I really he's one of my, he's 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 one of the most fascinating people to me, not just mm-hmm. as a comedian but just overall, you know. So uh, yeah, that, that was a good one. The Tupac one, yeah, whatever.
2: <laughs> Wait, oh, when you fine. said Bill Cosby, do you mean that he was he was doing clean? He was do, he had a clean routine? Yes. something?
0: Oh wow. Yes. I didn't no curse. No cursing. You know, it's just it was it was it was modeled after Bill Cosby. Mm
1: used to wear a suit and everything suit and tie
0: yep okay so mine uh my person like i said is earlier it's low-hanging fruit it would be uh martin luther king um i kind of went back and forth between him and uh and malcolm um but more when martin is just i would just like to I, i really wouldn't even have a question for him it would just Just hearing him talk, you know, and kind of just hear his perspective because he was, you know, this man, what, he he graduated high school at, what, 15? And then enrolled in Morehouse. Yeah, he enrolled in Morehouse at the age of 15. And, like, he was damn near a genius. And just for him to have the type of perspective that he had at such a young age, you know, he died at 39, but yet he did so much in such a short period of time. And, um, you know, even though I lean more towards, uh, the Malcolm X philosophy, um, I think, I think Martin Luther King is just, he's just a fascinating individual, probably one, he's one of the greatest, you know, I think he's one of the greatest individuals to ever walk this earth, um, for the sacrifices that, that he was willing to make that, um, a lot of us aren't willing to make, which I, you know, we'll touch on a little later. But um, yeah, for me, it would be uh, Dr. Martin Luther
2: King. He would be the person that I would um, want to sit down and have a conversation with. I, th- I thought about him. I don't, you know, between him, uh, between Malcolm and Martin, I don't, and even Mega Everts, I don't think I could even face those three men because <laughs> I, I don't think I could handle there are them asking me questions. Did you keep the, did you keep the struggle moving? What did you contribute? You know what I'm saying? I, I don't think so, I handle that. So
0: a question. So would you, so Jay with his, his, his sit down will be with Tupac now mm-hmm. because he's talking about how does he feel about the slander and all that? Um, but what if the conversation, but I think my thought of, my thought of it was sit down with them during their time, you know, not sit down with them now, but sit down, sit down with them during their time.
2: So we, we, we are in 2023 and and, and we are in our forties, but we are being transferred back to, if it's, if it's more than for you back to 1960, let's say 67 before, before the assassination 68. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tupac '96 before September. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It so '19. So with me, like, to
0: to to, um, pare it down. Mm-hmm. Okay. He was shot April fourth, nineteen sixty eight. Right. You know, being able to sit down with him April third, nineteen sixty eight, and have a conversation with him. You know, and just kind of just see where his mind is at. No, you know, knowing that you know tomorrow is gonna be the end. But do well, he not know that? I do, know that. Do he know that though? No, no, no. I, I mean, I mean, I know it, but, okay. you know, just being able to sit down and have a conversation and not even, you know what? Not even, not even that deep, but just talking to that person during their time, whatever time it is, but, you know, it's their time and just kind of seeing where they their what their mind frame, what their mind state was and how do they, you know, they, what their personalities were because like, to me, like Martin Luther King, like you can't picture him as being a normal guy. But there are people like people in this circle would just talk about how he's a normal guy. Like I've heard that he was a great pool player.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I've heard that he was um, he could sing, you know, but we just don't see it. Like we just see him as this brave and, you know, stoic figure, you know, with that powerful voice. But you know, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a real person. He's a normal guy behind all that. So it would be interesting to, you know, kind of see the curtain pull back and, and see some of that. You know, it's
2: interesting. It's interesting to hear, to do research and and, and see that it was individuals that couldn't stand him that were black. Right. Yeah. And um, compared to being young and in school and what you were taught, you know, because you, you were pretty much geared to pretty much fall in love or like Martin Luther King because he did no wrong. But so you I never could understand as a kid why there would be people, black people that did not like him, whether that was in the south or or, or, or north. And it took me years to try to do that research, to try to figure out, like, what the hell was going on. You know what I'm saying? Were they scared or, or what? You know? Yeah. So what it was
0: for a lot of people, for a lot of them in the south, um, you know, of course, we're talking about Jim Crow. And a lot of them are so. The way they looked at it, he would come, he would stir everything up with his marches and his speeches, but then he would leave, and they would be left to deal with the aftermath of it. Mm-hmm. So that's why a lot of them was like, you know, they was cool on him. Like, nah, don't come down here with that because once you, you know, it's cool for you to come down here and 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 talk about you know integration and. Equality and all that, but once you leave, we the ones that still gotta live here and deal with the white man, yeah. you know, you know, tightening his grip on our neck. So right. that was that was that was because a, a lot of the older Southern people, you know, they just they were kind of sitting their ways, like you know, shit. Well, we were slaves before, but hell, now you know we can actually do a little bit. So don't come down here start no trouble and fuck what we got going on. Fuck up what we got going on.
2: Now that would be the question that I really would like to to know from him. How did he feel about that? You know, that would be the real question, like because it, it's not like he was from the north and, and he was visiting the south. He know the rules of the south, you know. So, mm-hmm. so why were you so? You know, where did you get your courage from? Is what I would be interested to know. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good good person to pick. Okay.
1: All right. So I, I would want to get them um, each one of these people. After the fact, because if you sit down with Martin, uh on the depending on the day, he might say something like where are the bitches at? <laughs> <laughs> uh Richard on the right day might try to get high with you. Tupac <laughs> will still be screaming about Biggie. And your Tulsa guy would be like, I'm about to step out on these hoes.
2: <laughs> now, nah, see, here's the thing the Tulsa guy survived. Oh,
1: he That's- survived. He didn't he, he didn't get killed.
2: Huh? He didn't he did get not killed. Him. He did not oh, okay, get okay. he just lost all his businesses that would be the, mm-hmm. that was why i was real interested in him because he he's like the beginning he lost it all and he didn't have any kids so you know i would be trying to talk to him directly after the, the events of of uh the burning of black wall street because you know they dropped a bomb on on, on people in um Tutsal, oklahoma mm-hmm.
1: from planes yeah hey so he never he never made his money back
2: no, stay, no,
1: did he, he? Did he stay in that area? Do you know? No,
2: him? he went. He went to California. He left. Went to California.
1: Oh, okay,
0: okay. All right. Okay, okay. Uh, so that was our deep thought question of the day. Um, so you, uh, for those of you who follow us and 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 uh, watch our shows. Um, you all can see the change in the deep thought question of the day, because usually when uh said do it, somebody dies. <laughs> so in this instance, uh, no one died. So uh, you can that see the difference. the difference. We brought people back to life. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so uh, we're going to move on to the next topic. Um, so next topic, have you ever experienced racism? If not, why do you think you haven't? So, uh, you know, we're in February and, you know, we're black history month. So, you know, this might be our black history. I think this is our black history, uh, month episode. Cause I think our topics are, uh, appropriate for the, the for the month. So have you ever experienced a racism, Jay, I'll start with you.
1: I think we all have It's so many instances. How do you even narrow down, um, one instance. It, it it shows his head or ugly face when it comes to applying for jobs. It can be just going into a restaurant trying to get service and uh, you have a a, a wait a waiter or a waitress who's racist, who you assume is racist. You know, sometimes we can assume people are racist and maybe they just, they're just having a bad day, but you know, you probably should just assume they're racist um, to play it safe. But yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't have a specific topic. I do, but I don't even want to get into it. That's how bad it is. But yeah, I, we've all uh, experienced racism at one point in time. Especially coming from a state like Missouri, where it's not as much diversity. It's just black and white, basically. Some Hispanics, some some other cultures and uh, ethnic ethnicities, but mostly just black and white. So it's not a not a whole lot of diversity. So yeah, for sure, I've experienced racism quite a few times.
0: What about you, Squeak? You got? I mean, I I think I. You know, we're we're definitely all in agreement that you know we've experienced it indirectly. Mm -hmm. Um, But do you have any direct instances that you could um,
2: point to? Nothing that 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 led to yelling and and screaming and hollering. You know, when when I experienced it, I, I could tell it was for a job interview. I could tell that the person they was looking for was not me, as I walked in the room. You know just from the full name and um i can tell the life of <laughs> the the life the atmosphere kind of left the room as i entered and, and greeted everybody you know suited and booted you know shook everybody hand you know gave eye contact and shit. you know they, they wasn't interested no more you know and they really didn't have no questions to ask me you know i got at the interview um yeah and and I've had that happen in multiple interviews. So you know it is what it is. Some, you know, you don't cry about it. You don't put your head down. You know, you, it sometimes it does rock you back. You just keep keep that funky. Sometimes it rock you back. Sometimes it plays with your mental. But you have to keep pushing. You know, if a person you have to keep pushing. You know who you are. You have to know who you are. You have to believe in yourself. You know, and you don't let um that company define those individuals in that company define or represent that particular company you know you just have to keep on keep on pushing and stuff like that you no know?
0: okay,
1: okay, hey, let me double back. let me just throw in a specific one real quick so I can stay on stay on um uh, you know on brand so uh getting get ready this is years ago, getting ready to get on the Metrolink like the day before. I parked my car at the Metrolink. I was young and dumb. My car had rims on it, you know, 1986 Delta 88. It was nice, a nice car. I got it from some old people and fixed it up a little. Dummy, parking it at the Metrolink. I don't know what I was thinking. But my alarm, I can tell my alarm had went off, you know, when I made it back to the car after work. So somebody had tampered with the car, but I wasn't sure. I didn't see anything wrong with the car. So the next day I parked at the Metrolink again, and I'm looking around. Now keep in mind at this time people were breaking into cars and stealing cars at the MetroLink station. And I'm pretty sure they still do it. So, but I think I'm thinking, young and dumb again, that I'm safe because I have this car alarm on it. They won't mess with my car. So anyway, I'm looking around, looking around. Now, the story had been everybody knows that cars are getting broken into and stolen from this Metrolink station. So I get on the platform, get ready to get on the train, and I'm not bothering anybody. And this white guy out of nowhere just approaches me and was like got confrontational with me thinking like I'm there to rob him when I'm just like being paranoid kind of looking at the parking lot looking at my own car because somebody was messing with my car and he was just confrontational with me and I just had to respond back it, it kind of uh took t- took me a, I don't know what's what's the phrase took I I got taken aback I believe is how you say it Mm -hmm. by him saying it to me because um i wasn't expecting that i I wasn't even paying attention to him and he was just basically treating me like i'm the thief which really in reality i'm looking to prevent i mean how can i prevent it i'm getting on the metrolink i'm leaving the car again but i'm looking worried about my own property and he's accusing me of being a thief so we had a little back and forth on the metrolink train and you have to be careful. You don't know if people have a knife or a gun or whatever, so you can't go too far. Or if you go too far, you better be ready to handle the consequences. So we have our little back and forth. And I go sit down. He he sits down. But that was a to me a specific example of racism. A man to end the story. Like two days later, my damn car got stolen from the <laughs> MetroLink station. Was it him? <laughs> no, no. He was just some guy, you know, going to work, and maybe mm. his car got broken into you know, prior. So maybe he was on edge about his car, you know, but he just assumes he sees me. I'm, you know, young and black that I'm there to harm him. Some, somehow, I don't even Mm. know, you know, what his issue was with me.
2: Mm. Yeah, That's wow.
0: So, um, so like I said, you know, we've all experienced racism, whether we know it or not. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you know we, you know us three, you know with our names, you know we're kind of, you know we're kind of on the border. Like if an interviewer read, you know sees our name, they don't know which way we are. Mm-hmm. But your uh, sh- sh- uh, Shakira or you know sh- uh, sh- shamanique or some shit like that, you know what I'm saying? They're automatically mm-hmm. xing them off the list. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Deshawn. You know they they moving on to the next one if they can. I'm going to tell a story that I don't think I've ever told. any matter of fact, I know I've never told anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and this kind of I wish I would have thought of this on one of our earlier pro- podcasts when we talked about when you're caught off guard mm-hmm. and about something. Um, so I was in I was uh, in the Navy, and um, I, I forgot what year this was but whatever uh, uh anyway i'm in the navy and i was um i happened to be the only black guy in my um uh, division basically you know there you know i was in an advanced electronic computer field coming out of boot camp so that kind of geared me to a certain job and in that job there weren't a lot of black guys uh-huh. so um, one day I'm we're, I'm in you know one of our spaces and you know one of the, this white guy, he has a rope in his hand, right? Mm-hmm. So he has a rope and he start dangling it. And he look at me like, "Hey, uh, remind you of anything?" So I'm like, caught off guard. Like I'm like, "Man, fuck you! What the fuck you talking about? You know what I'm saying?" Mm-hmm. So that was my response. But for for the longest, I I felt bad like I should have put hands on him you know for, for coming at me like that so the only thing I could the only my only response was like man fuck you you know what I'm saying um but that kind of that culture you know we I don't want to say that was the culture but it kind of was like you kind of went at each other like that mm-hmm. uh, on, on that on, you know but after the fact I was really like mad at myself like man I should have motherfucking choked that motherfucker out you know what I'm saying I shouldn't have just Gave him a fuck you and left it, and left it at that, and th- but then the consequences behind those actions, you know what I'm saying? If I you know if I lay hands on this motherfucker, you know I'm I'm going to be the one that's going down for it, right? You know, so is that you know am I going to be like well at least I did at least at least that motherfucker won't make that same mistake again because you know I put hands on him, but now I'm demoted. You know what I'm saying? I lose I lose lose rank lose money you know what I'm saying so and I like I like I said I never told anybody that but he um he held up a rope like we were going back and forth at each other and he held up a rope and was like remind you or anything so I was like man fuck you you ain't finna do shit whatever whatever but there was always a piece of me that was like you know I should have I sh- I should have I should have stepped to him and, and knocked his ass out but you know, I didn't, and now, it, probably was best, it probably
2: was the best thing that I didn't. You know? Yeah, I, I don't think you less of a man or you didn't handle it because you didn't swing at him shit. You you said what he, what you said ain't yeah. like he took the rope. Said, does this remind you of, of anything? And then put the rope around your neck. Right. You know, it's, it's not yeah. like he 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 did that shit. You know what I'm saying? I think you handled it pretty cool. But you know what what uh what just popped in my mind is that you know the military in all different branches, it's, its no reason why they don't have diversity training for you all. And, 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 and to, to, to nip shit like that in the bud and, and, and let you all know, we won't tolerate any kind of jokes or any type of, you know, bullying like that going on here. You know what I'm saying? Like of all the places in this country, you know, corporate America and, and different private businesses. The military needs diversity training for you all. You know, 'cause it's it's all different walks of life of individuals coming from different backgrounds, different races, different creeds, you know what I'm saying? Male, female, um, some some coming from orphan situations. So yeah, you know, the military definitely dropped the ball on that for you all, you know, because yeah, you guys were seventeen, think, eighteen, nineteen? Yeah.
0: I think they're I I think they're probably I think they're probably doing a better I mean you gotta take into account that I was in from you know ninety-six to two thousand and two. So here we are in twenty twenty three. So I would believe that they've taken strides to be more inclusive and and um try to stop, you know, and try to, you know, make make people more aware of things like that. Um yeah. but yeah, going back to it, oh I mean, old boy was joking. Let me let, let me let me kind of you know put that out there it was he was there was he wasn't serious like he wasn't you he wasn't like hey you know i'm gonna do this he was just joking because like we were going back and forth so it was a joke but at the same time i was like you know after the fact like you know what i you know i was i, I should have done i should have done a little bit more than the fuck you i should have you know put something on him so that yeah. was that was kind of my you know my back and forth with that, but it was, it was, it was just a joke. He wasn't, there, there was no, he had no real intentions of trying to do anything. He was, he was just joking, but, but
2: shit, like Chris Rock says, truth in every joke. And sometimes being out of, being out of line, get your ass slapped. You know what I'm saying? But, like, you know, just cause you was playing, you know, you have to watch what the fuck you say to people, you know, that's yeah. not a joke to certain people who saw that people, hanging from a tree you know what i'm saying they're not going to be laughing at no shit like that yeah i do I, I get what you're saying but yeah mm-hmm. you said that shit to the wrong person yeah they, they definitely going upside see it.
0: okay okay so we can all agree that we have experienced racism and we continue to experience it whether indirectly or directly so um moving on to our next black history topic <laughs> All right. So could you be an activist? Would you risk it all for the cause? Why or why not? I'm going to start this one off. Okay. Um, could I be an activist? Uh, at this point, no, I could not be, um, uh, being at the age I am and having responsibilities. Obviously I'm not going to be out in the streets of Ferguson throwing Molotov cocktails. Um, you know, I think we all have our roles um, and we do what we can in our roles. So we need people who are willing to go out there and throw those Molotov cocktails, but we also need people behind the scenes, you know, doing what they do. Um, what, and in and, in and, and, and whatever fashion or whatever form that is, <laughs> um, you just, you just got to know your place to me. So, um just quick and quick and the quick and dirty answer. No, at, at this age, I couldn't be an activist. Could have been one 20, you know, in my you know, teenage years, early 20s. I say no because we didn't know. Like we really didn't have the knowledge of the of the past to really get that, you know. Get that, you know, get that mentality. Like, you know, the Black Panther, the Black Panthers wasn't taught to us. You know, um, the only time we talked, to, heard about Marcus Garvey was in February. You know, and that was just a brief blurb about, you know, who he was or what he did. You know, Malcolm X. Like, I don't think I knew who Malcolm X was until. Maybe, maybe middle school. Maybe. Uh, when when did when did the movie Malcolm X come out? That came out like ninety two. So, yeah, probably about late eighties. So yeah, middle school was probably when I first heard about Malcolm X. So um, so it, I think it would be hard for me at you know to have been an activist at a at an early age because. We just weren't privy to that type of information um to get that type of uh, f- uh thought process so um yeah so that's my answer
2: uh squeak what about you could you could you could you be an activist at any you know, point in your life no not not at any point in my life the answer is the, the is no i'm not a frontline type of guy i'm not a type of guy that you know i, I never liked war so I'm not I'm not the kind kind of guy that's gonna jump on the front line when I know history says that when you jump on the front line, your days are numbered. You know, so if if I'm gonna be an activist, I'm I'm gonna be the background. I'm gonna throw a rock and hide my hand and act like I'm not involved. <laughs> in shit, you know. So that's who I am because, like I said, history tells us. I mean, you, to be an activist, not only do you have to know what you're doing, you have to have that type of courage. You have to be that person to put your family at risk. And I'm not willing to do that at no stage, no, no point in my life. Not as a young teenager, be able to have my house fire burn, burn where My mother, my sister, my my father grew up. I I wouldn't want them hunting down my father to get to to me or hunting down my mother to get to me, or hunting down my sister to get to me or getting, or getting to someone closer to me to, to, to make me feel that pain. You know, nah, you know, I, I, I couldn't see myself doing that. You know, risking it all. You know, I'm I'm the type of person that's gonna work in the background and make sure that you know we got the financials together. You know, what I'm saying that uh, we got the vehicles together, the transportation stuff like that. Like I said, I'm gonna throw the rock and high in my hand. You know, and and I'm not yeah. speaking. I don't want I don't want the spotlight. I don't want the exposure. I don't want to do the the the, the speeches and do the, the interviews and stuff like that. That's that's not the type of person I want to be. You know, if I'm going to be an activist, I'm going to be behind the scenes and getting to know the players and all that stuff. But to answer your question, at no point in my life, no, I'm not going to be up on the front line. I'm not going to put my family at risk. I'm not going to risk my life for that. OK. You no know, for me.
0: OK. And shout out to you for uh, being the most well-dressed uh, person ever on the podcast. <laughs>
2: this is for you baby boy this is for you
0: (laughs) what's up jane what how how you feel about being an activist could you do it
1: i'm glad you guys went first because if i would have went first i probably would have gave some bullshit answer like yes but the answer is no i don't even to be honest i i stopped even voting so how can i say i would be an activist when i don't even vote really so i'm totally turned off from politics i support people who are activists uh Ben Crump seems to be the new frontline leader when it comes to dealing with uh, police brutality cases. Just got a school law school named after him, which is a good thing. So yeah, I salute all the activists who do go on the front line. Jesse Jackson, MLK, uh, Malcolm, fuck Jesse. Uh, okay, uh, you know Rosa Parks, everybody, Harriet Tubman, all the frontline people who have put their work in. Panthers, but no, I don't think, um, uh, Tupac, I don't think, uh, no, I don't think I could be
2: <laughs> an activist. Nope. Let, let me remix this question. What if you take us all back to Alabama, Georgia, Mississippi, not even Mississippi, Memphis, and Martin Luther King is coming to the city. Um, um, Dick Gregory is aiding us financially. Uh, mega Evers is is, is 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 coming to our aid um do you guys think that and, and we can't eat at any of the local restaurants at the counter we have to eat in the back you know we are in those Jim Crow days do you do you all think that you would have the courage to stand up and fight you know to to make a to, to do, do a protest. Now going into this protest, you know, that all we're going to do is just sit down at this counter. That's all we're trying to do is just sit down at this counter and, and protest. Do you all think you all have the courage to, to participate in that type of activism?
1: No, I'll answer first. Uh, probably not. Cause you, you probably go, you're going to jail and you might get your head smashed in. So no, yeah. Nope.
2: What about you, Rodney?
0: I mean, I don't I don't know if I can answer because it depends on how you were raised. You know, like if if, if, if you're raised in a household where it's instilled in you to, you know, not accept not just accept what's, what's given to you and to fight, then maybe, you know, maybe maybe my response would be different. You know, like my response... Like my response now is based off of how I grew up, you know, my you know we we weren't um, privy to the to being uh, the edu- being educated on uh, the resistance, mm-hmm. you know, and then how we push back, you know, the the only thing we really uh, were taught was Martin Luther King and nonviolence, right, you know. And, and his approach. So we, they, you know, so the more aggressive approaches and the more aggressive resistance wasn't taught to us. And and my, my parents, you know, they weren't activists, so it wasn't, you know, bestowed on bestowed on me to be that way. So, I mean, I guess it all kind of depends on how, you know, what, what you're exposed to, um, to be, you know, how your response would be. Currently, my response would be what it is now. Like, I can uh be behind the scenes. I can, I can do, you know, what I can behind the scenes. But me getting out there and, and and throwing that rock or throwing that Molotov cocktail, that ain't gonna happen. But, but to answer your question, I don't know. You know, it depends on you know who, how, what, what my upbringing is at that time. Because if it's if it's of the path, if it's a you know, like the older Southern people during that time, which, which I talked about earlier, who looked at him, who looked at Martin Luther King as a troublemaker. Mm-hmm. That probably would have been you know, uh, uh, passed down to me, and you know, I probably would have fell right in line. But if you in a household where it's more of a, of the of the Malcolm X philosophy, then you're you more. I think you would be more inclined to maybe give that pushback or be on those front lines or, you know, go sit at that lunch counter or, you know, whatever. But I think we should all just tip our hats to all those people, um, during that time, because just as, just as we've talked about, they Mm -hmm. made sacrifices that some of us won't make some of us, some of us can't make or couldn't make. Right. So I think we really need to salute our ancestors, um, for the
2: sacrifices they made. That's exactly what the point that I was going to get to, you know. One one of my things growing up uh was the Montgomery boycott, the bus boycott. And as a kid, I was always happy about that, but as I got older, I I saw something in that that I I realized that I was like, man, they they missed a golden opportunity. You know, they 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 was boycotting because they could not sit anywhere they wanted to sit on the bus. And they damn near they damn near broke their bus line. But what they really should have did was pull the money together and form their own bus company. You know, that's really what they really should have did, instead of the the boycott to continue to patronize that business, you know, which is probably them not really thinking about the big picture of creating black economy in this, in this, in this country, which is what Martin was getting to at the end. You know, when he started speaking about that, because he really realized that as he traveled more throughout the country, people were not changing. Racism in, in in the Deep South was 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 the same as it was in Chicago. And that's something that he didn't realize until he came up to Chicago and, you know, felt these people outside boycotting him and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? And so he realized, like, shit, I'm fighting to integrate us. We really need to be segregated and and keep our money and build our own economy amongst each other. You know what I'm saying, and and push towards that. That message never got out like that. You know, and, yeah. And so, um, I kind of look at that as you got to crawl before
0: you can walk. You know, that's that's not about. That's, no, that's not that's not about. It's you know, and you know, with the Black Wall Street, you know. That stuff was never like, it's like they, you know, they bombed that, took it out. And it was like, if you, a person in Mississippi, you don't know nothing about Tulsa, Oklahoma. You don't know. You don't know that there was a once a thriving all black community. You know, you don't know nothing about that. I mean, we barely knew about it, you know, 50 or 40, you know, years later. With the all with all the um, you know, um, what am I trying to say? You I know, we so. have the ability to go out and, and and read and research, but you think about the limited uh, exposure back then. You know, TV was three channels. You know, wasn't no internet. You know, it you know it was like, it even though it was only two states over you have no clue about what's going on over there.
2: No, it's one state so,
0: though. It's not two states over, it's one state over. Yeah, you know, I mean, hey, think about it. Shit, back in the day, a man could have two families and shit. <laughs> he could be, that other family could be two blocks away and yeah. and the wife would never know. That's a fact. But, uh, so yeah, so, you know, we, we didn't have, like those people back then didn't have a knowledge or a, 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 a idea that, you know, there, there could be a thriving black community. You, we could be self-sufficient, you know, they didn't know it You know. So they just fighting for the basic stuff.
2: Yeah. Just to be
0: able to walk down the same sidewalk as a, as a white man and not have to get off the sidewalk and let him pass, you know, they just fighting for basic shit. So, mm-hmm. you know, they couldn't see, I don't think they could really see the bigger picture of, you know, extracting their dollars and creating their own, you know, I mean, it'd be great if someone did have that foresight back then, but yeah, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. All right. So another great discussion that ties into black history month. So we're going to move on to the next topic, which is a little lighter, um, kind of off, off subject. You know, one day I was driving down the street and, you know, saw a person on, you know, on the side asking for money and it, it just kind of popped in my head, like, you know what, this is, this. I think this will be an interesting topic to see what people's uh, reactions are. So, do you give money to people on the street? No, so, I don't.
1: Speak. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right,
0: Jay, since, since you no, jumped out there, I'll be trying ahead.
1: to get jump, you know, eliminate the, those dead spots in the pot. No, I don't. Uh, my grandmother used to say, you don't give a man Uh, basically no man, a handout, you know, not knowing their circumstances. Some people are mentally, uh, uh, I guess off is a simple way to put it, mentally challenged and they they can't work. So some people are, are addicted to drugs and they can't hold a job. Some people just don't have the education or just physically can't work. So some people legitimately need help, but how do you distinguish between that person and the person that's hustling, begging for eight hours a day and then go home, get in their car, which is parked, you know, at the low, at the parking lot at the Hardy's down the street, they get in their car and go home. So basically their job is uh, begging. How do you dif- differentiate between that person and the person that really needs help? Mm-hmm. So I don't give money to anybody on the street unless it's just somebody who really, really needs help, who you can tell is really hungry. In, in that circumstance, yeah, I will buy that. I won't give them the money. I'll buy that person um, some food. Or if they're saying they, they need gas, I'll get the gas and put the gas in their car. I won't give them the money. I don't want to be hustled. So short answer turned into a long answer is no for
0: me. So I'll go next. So I do. And I don't worry about those things that you brought up. Um, I don't worry about if they're hustling me. I don't try to figure out if, you know, if they're sincere in, in, in what they're saying, because to me, um, you know, it takes, you know, it's that's humbling. That's a humbling thing to get out there and and, and ask for money, whether you need it, whether you hustle me. I don't care, because to me, if you hustling me, fuck it, karma will get you in the long run. But. To me, I'm like, I don't, you know, I don't worry about it. So if I'm, if, if I, cause it's not gonna kill me to, if I'm in my car and you ask me for money and I just reach down and grab the little change that's in my damn console and I give it to you, like, here, Playboy, take that. I mean, that's 75, 85, 25, whatever. I mean, I'm not missing that. So, so if, if, if they want to hustle me for $1.25, God bless them. Um, but I look at it more as more as like, there are really people out there that need it, you know, whether, you know, they own drugs or whether they, you know, mentally challenged, what have you, you know, I don't, I don't even get into, I don't even go that deep with it. So if, if I, if I got a little, little something to give them, i give it to them and I don't look back. I don't worry about whether they're going to go jump in their car and, you know, at the, at the MetroLink and drive off
2: and, and, and live a good life, you know? So for me, yeah, I'll give it to them. Yeah. For me, 90, 95% of the time, I'm not giving it to them. That 5% of the time it's, it's a, how I feel and look down, you know, uh, my wife got to a point where she was just seeing so many people, And she wanted to help out, so she started making these Ziploc bags, uh, one for men and one for women, you know, uh, female uh, items and stuff, you know, and she was keeping them in the back of her car. And I just smiled at her, you know, because when we get in the car together, she just wanted to help the world. And I'm like, it's not safe. It's not safe to do that. You know, you you don't know who who really needs to help. You don't know who's hustling and you don't know who's ready to rob, You know, so how i look at it i let the, the 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 almighty help you out because what i don't want to do is put myself at risk i've, I've been robbed right before you know being out trying to do something nice you know maybe i wouldn't have it go i don't want that feeling again you know what i know about people that's just living on the street they don't have time to sit sit somewhere eight hours to, to beg for money they're out there working they got a shopping cart. They're picking up shit. They're they doing what they're doing. And they're they getting their ass somewhere asleep at a certain time. You know, all other people, they're doing what they're doing, you know. And so my wife is out there passing them, uh, going to the corners and rolling their window down and passing them bags out. We pull off, see them, them people throwing them bags across their shoulders. They, across they, shoulder. they ain't want that shit. They ain't want no shampoo, no soap, no toothbrush. They ain't want none of that shit. They wanted that.
0: And that and I mean, but think about it. If I ain't got nowhere to live, what good is this damn shampoo? Like, where where, where am I gonna shower
2: at? Shit, water fountain. Have wherever you have wherever mm-hmm. you get it. Shit, you got you got you know. She had a she had a lot of shit up in there. You know what I'm saying? If you ain't got nowhere to live, somebody give you like some mouthwash, tooth toothpaste, deodorant. You know what I'm saying? You like, oh shit, thanks, thanks, thanks. I needed this. I'm mm-hmm. <laughs> looking at that shit like where's money at? Oh, I know man, get the shit out of here. I don't need that shit. So you know, I was just like letting her know, like, hey, let the Almighty do what he do. That, that, that's his job, that's your job. You know? So you all are fuck everybody. It's not. Get it's out. not a fuck everybody. It's it's on it's, it's, how you feel what you're seeing in the moment. You know what I'm saying? But I, you, can like at the time, to me,
0: it sound like it's basically fuck everybody because you can't determine. You can't decipher who really needs help and who don't because I, I, can, I can't. I can't do that. I can. can, I, can do that I can. I can dress a certain way to look like I really need it, but not need it. Now, nah,
2: when you when I look, what at is
1: it? Hold on one second. What is a dollar 85 eighty five cent really doing to help somebody?
2: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Exactly. So it ain't killing me to give it to them. Nah.
1: but you're not really you helping you? them in in a sense like like they can really do something with it. They just, they'll be right back on that spot tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. It's a job. It's a hustle. Okay. A lot of these people don't need it. They're hustling. There are resources out there, shelters you can go to, uh, family. A lot of these people have houses and cars. They. It's a job. You to think them. so? I,
0: know I mean? so. What, what,
2: what is your, what is your, what is your, what is your statistics? Here's me? what, here's what I do. If I can interrupt by one, one second. What I do is I say a prayer for them. Lord, if, if they not, if, if they need this help, provide them with the help. Because whatever change I got ain't going to be enough if you really and, need it. And
0: see, another thing about that, that was that was kind of uh, another thing that I wanted to kind of throw in. So, you know, we've, been, you know, we've, you know, seen guys beg for money on the streets for our whole life. Mm-hmm. Give me some change. Give me some change. Give me some change. Is there an inflation? Do we have to take into account an inflation when somebody asks for some in two in twenty twenty three? Like you used to ask for change back in eighty eight, but should we be giving them? I mean, but you all don't give them shit anyway. But should we be giving them dollars in twenty twenty three? You know, like real money in twenty twenty three. But I guess it don't really
2: matter because y'all ain't giving nobody shit. That's yeah. That ain't. That's not. That's not our job to do. No, that's not our job to
0: it, do. No one's, no, no one's, that's your job. And it, but there, there's no right or wrong answer
2: yeah, in this. You're talking about for like, like instead of going 50 cent, like, okay, <laughs> it's 2023, let me, let me add 250 to that, you know, like, hell yeah. Nah. Like Jay said, you know, what's a dollar 25 gonna do? Yeah. So don't, don't say, don't hold no sign up Tom Monson 575, you know, or 15, <laughs> you know, got out of here with that. Like, That's I can answer I for gave, you, um, Roddy.
1: You gotta um, pump up them
0: donations. Yeah, I gave um, I gave a guy five dollars um, because I had come through there, and you know, like at the end, you know, when you get off the the exit off a highway, and you're at the light, you know, people just be. I don't want to now. Nah, I I almost said what they what they were, but mm. they throw shit out they throw everything out right so this one this one particular individual he was out there cleaning it up like i went i went through there i wasn't close to him to where i could give him something um but i saw that he was out there cleaning it up putting it in a bag and i'm like you know what if i ever come back through here and i can you know I, i'm in the right lane and i going to hook him up so you know, I gave him five dollars. Now, hey, what's five dollars? Hey, it might not mean nothing to us, but that five dollars may have meant everything to him. Maybe he could take that five dollars and go get him something to eat. Who knows? Hey, that's, but,
1: that's nice. That's actually nice. Yeah.
0: yeah. At the end of the day, um, like I said, there's no right or wrong answer. You know, you know, you all choose not to. Um, I choose to because I don't want and like I like I like I said earlier you know, when you start thinking about do they really need it? Are they scamming? Whatever, whatever. Like, I just, I just, like you say, you say a prayer for them. Mm-hmm. For me, I just be like, well, if that's what they're doing, God bless them. You know, karma, get them in the long run. Because at the end of the day, the little, the little bit I'm giving them, you know, it's not going to put me in the poor house. It's not going to put me in a position where I'm on the street begging. So I give it to them.
2: Yeah, I've seen it with the kids, but I had one in St. Louis on Lucas and Hunt and Um Highway 70. Had a guy have it, have his um he had his car in the um, I think that was the left right-hand lane. He had the hood up. And so he came walking like man, my, he had the house like my my car just stopped, my car just stopped. When in my here you go, bro, here you go. You know what I'm saying? I think that next damn Saturday he came. <laughs> And he was talking like this. Hey, hey, my 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 car, my my car. This guy was, and I and I went on here and gave him money. And as I was driving through, the lights, I so said, wait a minute, that's that same motherfucker from last week. Like, it it dawned on me. I recognized his voice as the light went from red to green. How he was screaming in 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 the cell phone, and he didn't have his cell phone on. And he was like, thanks, thanks, man, thanks, thanks. He was going from car to car to car with that shit. And so you know, I've, I've I've had a car that that I was having like flats like shit. You know, like I was having flats every every month. And you know, when, when your car breaks down, I ain't no mechanic, so I, you need help. You know what I'm saying? You you stranded, whatever, whatever. But I would never go out. But I had to beg for somebody one time. One time, first time I got this car, the first week I got it, I had a flat, and I thought that. That it had a lock on it, but what it was, it's just it was just compressed to my uh, to the car. I had all all the spokes out. I've had all the nuts out, and I couldn't get the damn tire to come off. So I had a guy that was at the gas station that I asked. And I was like, "Man, can you help me get this tire off?" And he ended up driving me to the dealership, and they was like, "It don't come with no lock." So I had to call roadside assistance. Should have called them first, but I was in panic mode. Roadside assistance dude just came, jacked the car up. It moved the jack and the car just fell straight down. Then the damn wheel came off. So then he was able to jack the car up again and I was able to change the flat. But here I am just, I, I was in panic mode. I needed help. Somebody help me. So that's what got me to helping people. But after a while, I realized like, nah, I can't. Every stop sign, every stoplight, nah. Uh-uh.
0: No, I mean, I'm not I'm not helping everybody, yeah. you know. Cause like I say, if, if, if I cause like, well, for one thing, I don't, I don't carry money on me for one thing, right? Like I rarely have money on me. And if I do it's you know, $50 or something like that. Uh, so I never really have money on me. So if, if someone catch me and I got change on me,
2: yeah, I give it to them. It's no big deal. Yeah, that's why I started, that's why I started praying because I didn't have money and you see people, I've seen women with kids that i couldn't help you know and i'm like i don't know if she hustling or not but here goes a prayer you know this is what mm. i call for you a prayer to the <laughs> to the man up above like help them out bless them
1: because
2: <laughs> it's five dollars I, I don't know what kind of hotel room you get with five dollars you know
0: well that lady at 500 dollars.
2: <laughs> exactly mm.
0: all right we gonna move on you heartless bastards <laughs> So next topic, uh, can you separate art from the artist? Um, I like so i just give mm-hmm. you, I'll just, I just give you a little background. Like, uh, since the last time I hosted, uh, one of our podcasts, like whenever something comes up in my mind, I, um, I'll just jot it down as a future mm-hmm. topic. So I think this one came when it was, um, Rumored that R. Kelly had dropped the album uh from prison. I think mm-hmm. he came or so many people came out and said he didn't drop it or whatever, but I think that's where this question originated from. But mm-hmm. uh so can you
2: separate R from the artist? Mm-hmm. Squeak. Yeah, and he's the, it's funny, it's funny as you went to explain that he's the first person I thought about. I was a huge R. Kelly fan. I think I went to two of his two of his shows. Won Best of Both Worlds and 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 won his solo act. Uh, he was great at the solo. He struggled at the Best of Both Worlds. But to answer your question, this, it's my it's at my discretion. And when it comes to R. Kelly, the artist, dude is f- f- uh, fantastic, phenomenal artist. I may and might may not listen to something of his, but I don't rock with him for what he did. Now, can I separate it? Yeah, I choose not to because I thought what he did was absolutely wrong. That's just me personally. Same thing with Bill Cosby. I may catch an episode of the Cosby show as I'm flicking through TV One or something like that and like, man, I really looked up to dude. You know, um, dude did a lot for the culture, you know, but he also screwed over a lot of women. He also mopped a lot of comedians. That didn't necessarily affect me, but seeing his real life and, and how he was, that made me that made me kind of look at him a certain way. I got just a, a soft spot in my heart for Kanye. Let him say what he say. I really rock with his music when it's on point. You know, I could separate the art for, and his message from for him as an artist. I really like his music like that so i've given him passes when when he's just verbally just you know screwing shit you know so yeah i i don't have no problem separating uh the art from the artist you know i pick and choose my battles on who i want to rock with i think i
0: i think that's what a lot of people do i think it depends on what that person does because Mm -hmm. um You know, if it's something that's viewed as being uh, taboo, then people will cancel them. But if it's something that don't necessarily affect you, then, you know, you still do what you, you know, you still listen. Jay, well, how about you though? Well, let me, let me me get your uh, input on this one.
1: Yeah. It depends on what the person did. Um, It also depends on when you find out about it. Like I love Marvin Gaye. But, you know, you find out we don't have the Internet back in the day, but you find out he was a pedophile himself. He had a baby with a 16 year old. But that, to be honest, that doesn't stop me from my love um, of the music. You don't have to love the person to appreciate the art. So, yeah, I can't separate it. But I was off R. -R Kelly. You know, I got to be honest, when that tape first came out, I was still into the music. It was like a young, naive time for me. I was younger back then. But as the stories keep coming out, kept coming out, I cut R. Kelly off you know, years ago. I didn't really understand why people were still supporting him knowing you know, what he did. It was too many accusations and people coming out saying the same thing about him. And people were sticking up for him, which I didn't really get after a certain point. But to answer your question, I can separate the art from the artist, depending on what the artist did. How bad is it? Because all of us like certain rappers who have been linked to drugs or even uh, up to murder, and we still <laughs> rock with their music. So we we it just it depends on what they did, if how well you like that person and who you are as a person. But for me, yeah, I can separate it.
0: Yep. Uh, so for me, um, I am. I can separate it. From the artists, because um, you know we talk about we, you know the the guy that I wanted to sit down and talk, uh, have a conversation with Martin Luther King, Doctor Martin Luther King, to be right, to be proper, mm-hmm. he has his baggage, um, but. Does that make him less of a man? Do, do we want to cancel Dr. Martin Luther King because he had extra marital affairs and whatnot? You know? Um I to me, if 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 you the I guess for me, the only the only thing that really make me will not fuck with you is if you're on some racist shit. Like if you're if you if you're a white guy and and you talk about and and, and it come out that you on some racist shit, then I'm out. I ain't fucking with you. Um, I understand pedophiles and how that's how that's frowned upon. I get it. I'm I'm not with no pedophile shit and death to all pedophiles. But I ain't gonna I ain't gonna front. Like I will listen to R. R. Kelly song. I will listen. Like, he got some shit that you just, for me, I'm not going to just, I, I just can't just be like, talk, turn my, you know, back to it and be like, I I'm never listening to it again. Like, you know, that's just how I am. Like, I can separate it. Like, um, I I don't put, uh, and you get to a point where you don't know your, you don't know these people. Like Chuck Berry, for instance. hmm He's a he he's a he's a piece of shit. Not saying that I listen to Rod right around, listening to Chuck Berry, but just any you can you can there 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 are, there are no fucking saints out there. Like everybody's done something. So if you take that stance of like I'm not fucking with you because of what you did, then you fuck around won't be listening to nobody uh on the radio. I mean, you won't listen to no music. You ain't watching no films. You, you pretty much gonna live a, 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 a lonely existence. So um I can separate it and something, like I say, the race, like white people being known racist, that's kind of where I draw. That's that's where I'm like, you know what, I, I'm not fucking with this motherfucker. Uh, more or anything that they do. Um, but that's hard oh that that that's hard also because you know who who who's in the film industry like who who are the who run these production companies and and things of that nature so you could have uh these motherfuckers that's you know behind major motion pictures and TV shows and they could be racist you know so I guess I gotta stop watching them so you
2: know, it's it's one artist, um, but yeah, go ahead. You know, it's, it's, it's one artist that I never held his feet to the fire when the allegations came out, and that's Michael Jackson. You know, growing up, man, I was a big Michael Jackson fan, and uh, I didn't want to believe any of those allegations and shit like that. So, you know, you, you defend, you defend, you know, a guy that you look up to, like oh, nah, he. Did it? Nah, not Michael. Shit, no hell, no, nah, not Michael. Then you get to thinking as you get older, and like, man, who is he romantically linked to? And things don't add up. And you just like, wow, you know, I didn't, I didn't do my due diligence, or, or you know, I was, I was naive to, to the, to the allegations coming out, you know. And so, so you don't fuck with Michael Jackson then? It's not that I don't fuck with him, but. I do believe he 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 was wrong and guilty on some things he was doing, more so than than my initial thought was that, oh, it's a money grab, you know, it, it's a money grab and shit like that. That's that's what I was basically saying. Mike didn't do that shit. That was a money grab. But then, you know, like I'm looking at I'm looking at your bed behind you, and that's where you and your woman lay. But he would have a kid there. And I'm like, man, wait a minute now. It's nothing wrong with helping kids, right? But you ain't about to sleep in my bed. And I got this mansion. I don't know you. And even if I did know you, I'm I'm 47 years old. If you're not like my, my nephew, my niece, you know, that's coming over for the weekend. You're like a stranger. You're not sleeping in my damn bed. I got a couch. I got I got it's another room. It's, this is a mansion. You sleep in there, you know, teddy bears and we got the TVs and all this shit. You're not sleeping in my king size Maybe your mama can sleep in this motherfucker, but not you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying like when when you kind of process that, like, nah, something ain't right.
0: So, question: Is R. Kelly on your? Is he is he crossed off your list? Do you not listen to any of his music? Uh, if he dropping anything new, I'm not
2: interested in. No, 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 no. I'm
0: new, but I'm talking 12 play tp2.com. Yeah, I listen,
2: uh, I listen to it. I'm not gonna, I'm not going necessarily turn it. I'm not gonna necessarily turn it. But he ain't okay. he he won't be able to, I won't purchase anything new from him. I'm not listening to anything new from him. Um, I have him labeled as my piece of shit type of guy because here's a guy that I ain't gonna say could have got any woman that he wanted, but he had access to the the women. You know, women of his age, or or whatever, whatever. He just chose to do what he wanted to do. That makes me that makes me label him a piece of shit. Then he turns around and makes songs damn near about it. So now nah, you ain't trying to hear my brother. So now nah, get on with that shit. So th- that that's why I feel that personal connection to to give him the mid- middle finger. He's a dope artist. Don't don't get it wrong. He's a dope artist, but I don't have to mm-hmm. listen to him. Um, anything new for him, you know what I'm saying? I have to listen to, to anything new for him anymore. Yeah, uh, what about Keith
0: Sweat? You must, you might be young, but you're ready. Yeah, so like, uh, LL Cool J, and um, what was that? What was that? Brenda got a big old butt. He went, mm-hmm. he was talking about how he went to the high school so somebody could ride his jock, you know what I'm saying. Like this is something that's real prevalent in music, man. Jay Z, Jay Z, like people try to look the other way with that that with that Foxy Brown shit. You know what I'm saying? This is like this is something that's real prevalent in music in in, in well entertainment in general.
2: Yeah. Like it's a lot of that shit going around. Man. I I heard Nick Cannon mention something about the uh, fashion models. You know, after the the, the fashion um, is over with, you know. Um, they go to the boats or the yachts or the billionaires and, and, and whatever, whatever, you know, 14, 15, 16 year olds and stuff like that. You know, yeah, I'm grown, man. I, I'm not really interested you know, young 14, 15, 16 looking young lady, you know, that shit doesn't, you know, that shit doesn't turn me on. Jay, you got anything else to add on this topic before we move on?
1: No, I think we pretty much said it all, and we've done it all. (laughs) It is prevalent in music. Entertainment It's prevalent in entertainment. I think probably sports, too. It's just where people are used to being praised and being the man and feeling entitled. And some you know, child molestation is a sickness. Um, It's a mental illness. It's a perversion. It's a sickness uh, to prey on the youth and just steal their innocence and just... That's one of the worst things you can do to a person is uh, mess with the kid or rape somebody, man or woman. So yeah, that's a sickness and it is prevalent. It seems to be prevalent in um, any, any field where basically you have uh prominence, you're probably going to find, um, Hey, some, you're going to find the issue. Hey, let me ask this. Let me, let me uh, switch a little bit. We had this guy growing up. We used to play uh, sports and stuff like on the vacant lot. I don't know if you guys grew up doing that. So you know, in the city, it'll be a bunch of buildings, you know, torn down. It could be one building, whatever. Two or three buildings in a row torn down. So now that becomes our baseball field. But we had this guy who used to live on the next block over. His name was Al. We used to call him Gay Al. And he was <laughs> <laughs> he would come over, right? He used to, he was had a nice fitted on, nice Levi's, nice. This is like in, in the 90s. Mm -hmm. come over right he would invite like the young boys over to his house to have like video game tournaments and stuff like that and he would come over and he would be the quarterback for both teams he was an older guy he had to be in his like mid 20s you know at the time way too old to be hanging around with us and we just (laughs) the word in the hood was he basically he was a pedophile like who wants to uh, be inviting young boys over to his house to play video games and shit like that it just was strange why he was hanging around us, so mm-hmm. we just labeled him the hood pedophile. And of course, you know my people were like, "You better not go over his house." Did you guys have anybody in your neighborhood like that, who was just around? And the word, you know, in the neighborhood was this guy was a pedophile, but he was tolerated to be in the neighborhood and come around. No. Nah. you ain't never had that.
2: Nah, we we had a guy who who was around our age mm-hmm. that could uh, out-jump the girls in Double Dutch. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> but day. he never messed with the, the boys, like, try to...
2: No. Get, get and he the had to fight, boy. so that, that's another thing. The hood back then was uh ignorant, and mm-hmm. they would, you know, try to pick on him, and, and they made him fight. They made him fight.
1: <laughs>
2: okay. Yeah. I want well, to he- that question. You know, we was talking about entertainment and, um, I wanted to ask how do y'all feel about love making it in movies. Like I'm, I'm at the point now in my life where I don't like to see that shit, like a, a, a sex scene in the movie. Like, you don't,
1: I, yeah. I don't have a problem with it. Go ahead, Rodney. I
2: don't what, like you a song? gay scene or what? No, not just, just a man and a woman just in the bed, just getting it in and, and shit like that. Like it's fake. Like, like, Man, we don't need to see this shit. It's clear they ain't really getting it in, you know. Like just just, you know, just add to the to the imaginary, you know what I'm saying? The imagination. Just, you know, yeah. like you could have them land in the bed and just wake up and one go in the shower. I just I'm not into the the love making anymore. The crack of, of uh showing the crack of somebody's ass in in the in the small frame titties or big titties, however that shit. I, I'm just not into that in the in the um in a movie entertainment anymore, like the shit, the sex scenes that used to show on Power. I used to always be like, and this shit is fake. Like, it's nothing real about this shit. And, and, uh, and you don't turn me on though. Is is what I, the point that I'm getting to? And uh, I never thought that that might we had to might have to circle back on
0: that when that might be something to talk about in a later episode because okay. that shit don't bother me at all, and I'm never gonna be like, don't show somebody's ass or.
2: You know and see, it's interesting that you said that point. How would you feel if that's the person you're dealing with? What you mean? Like, how would you feel if that was your woman in that scene? Would you take that personal? Would you not want them to be that in that scene? Like, for me, I'm looking at it like, man, there ain't no reason why you need to show her breasts.
0: I mean, but fuck. I mean, if that's what's if that's the industry she's in, then you that's 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 the risk you gotta take. If you fucking a porn star, you, she gonna be sucking somebody's dick. She gonna be fucking. If you fuck, I mean, if you fucking with a movie actress, she's gonna be in them. They're gonna be um, roles that she play where she gotta, where she gonna show her titties and ass. I mean, yeah. you fucking with a
2: stripper, like she gonna get on the, the stage and do what she do. So, I just think they I think it's I think they just taking advantage. You know, I don't. I don't take think- it- yeah, I think it's, they're taking advantage of women. You don't have to you don't have to do that shit. You know, you don't have to show that you don't have to show a woman new to get your point across that that these two individuals in this scene just made love. Or you know what I'm saying? You you don't have to you don't have to do that as a director. So yeah, we can
0: circle back. I just, so so you know, big booty girl, you know, these girls are showing their ass on Instagram and all that. You 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 turn your fate, you turn your nose up to that?
2: Nah, but that's not no movie though. You know that's. I mean, but they don't have to show their ass though. I mean, they don't have to, and and it ain't like I'm in their DMs. Like, hey, when are you gonna show that ass? Don't have to be. I mean,
0: I'm not in. I'm I'm not in someone's DM when they, you know, showing their titties on a movie or their ass on a movie. But I'm admiring it, you know.
2: Yeah, ain't nothing wrong with. Ain't nothing wrong with admiring, you know. Ain't nothing wrong okay. With uh, okay. So yeah, we, yeah, we, well, we, we have to we're going to have to put this one on the parking lot. Like,
0: okay. you know, circle back to this one. To All right. Well, I think we, we got this, we got this topic pretty much covered. So we're going to move on to current events. So, um, I'm going to open up the floor to anyone, um, who want to talk about anything that's current and, um, current in the news so we got a few things out there um you know we had unfortunately we had a a black man uh shoot up some people in, in up in michigan state um we got on the hip-hop tip we got willie d pissed off about uh, scarface uh we got the whole uh, Billboard thing—they got Jay Z as the number one artist. Big Gip, for some reason, he got something against Jay Z because this nigga's going in on Jay Z on several platforms. Um, so I just open it up to you all. Jay, go first. Uh, what's your what's your current event topic that you want to you want to talk about?
1: Uh, the one I've been following the most this week, besides the stock market keeping it like on the rap, in the rap world, is that Scarface and Willie D, um, uh, Ghetto Boys Reloaded podcast. I think that was some great podcasts and I like how whoever produced that, chopped up the clips um, and put those out like that did a great job. I ended up watching the whole 50 minute segment of all the clips, you know, put together and it it was good. I watched every clip and then went back and watched it all as one video. So it was a really good um, topic. So the heart of the issue was uh, the Grammys' 50-year um, tribute to hip hop. So it was a 14-minute, about 14-minute segment where a bunch of artists came out and did like small parts of their, you know, of hit songs. Not their, not their, not all of their best hits or biggest hits. Just some of the songs they were known for. They came out and did, you know, on the Grammys. Scoreface appeared. A lot of a lot of people in groups appeared by themselves and not with the full groups. And exactly. Scoreface, Scoreface happened to be uh, one of those people.
2: So, Big example of uh, groups that that uh, Messer Man,
1: Met Big the Man, Big Boy, Orton. yeah, Big Boy Andre, uh-huh. De La Soul, De La Soul, yep. Now, to score credit or quest or and the people dj drama was on their stage too he had something to do with it and the producers they did say or quest said that they had a certain criteria it was who was game ready who was in shape who you know showed up would show up or did show up some people canceled you know day before or day of who was supposed to perform so a lot of things you know a lot of moving parts that they had to you know, fit together a lot of different people you have to deal with, all this stuff going on behind the scenes. But Scarface shows up, he Scarface says he gets the call to perform. First of all, I think he should have told Willie D up front that he was going to the Grammys to perform, so he should have been up front about it. How do you do a podcast with your group member and not tell them you're going to the Grammys to perform? When they ask you, according to Willie D, hey, what are you doing this weekend? You say nothing, and then you go to the Grammys, knowing you you know, you know, you're you're about to perform. Wait a
0: minute. minute. I thought he said he wouldn't, he was I thought Scarface said he was going to fuck with this Grammys thing on the weekend. I thought that's what he he said.
1: He knew Scarface knew he was going to perform, though. That's what he told Willie D, but he knew when he says messing with this Grammy's thing, he knows he's going to perform. And he just he didn't tell him. It's not like he just went to the Grammys and they say, Hey, do you want to perform? He went right, out there. Right, right, to right, perform. right, right. Like, like,
0: he, like he knew he was performing. Yeah. yeah. I, I agree with that. But he yeah. did
2: tell Willie
0: D that he was going to the Grammys.
1: Right. But he didn't say to perform.
2: I'm going to the Grammys. He said he just said it in a nonchalant way. Just fucking yeah. with the Grammys. That, that's coming up this weekend. I'll be there. Right. Okay. You
1: know, like that.
0: that.
1: Um, I think that was wrong. So it is kind of sneaky of him, but when you, I can see it both ways, um, let me shorten this up. When he, he gets to the Grammys, he assumes this is what it escort according to Scarface, He assumes it's a, to do a, a solo Scarface song. They say, Hey, can you do mine playing tricks on me? That's probably the between his solo catalog and his group catalog. That's it that has to be their biggest song. So I could see them wanting him to do that song. Uh, I think he should have gave Willie D a courtesy call, especially if he had time to get on the plane and show up. Even if Scarface and Willie D would have had to buy the plane ticket and hotel themselves, I think he should have gave him a call, at least gave him the option to show up, try to make it there to try to perform it. Or like Willie D said, turn it down. If you call Willie D and he says, no, man, I don't agree with that, then Scarface should have turned it down. So
0: for this, I'm on Willie D's side. One hundred percent. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go, because I already. I kind of. I think I know where squeak. I think it's gonna be two to one on this one, but um, I'm on. I'm on Scarface side. Um. Willie D is not Scarface. Willie Scarface is the biggest. Like 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 he's one of the greatest artists. Like he's heralded as being a top ten artist of all time he got the call willie d will never get that call and that's what he kind of i mean i think scarface was 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 in a way you know kind of letting him know in that during that podcast like okay i got the call you didn't get the call but he didn't want to just be like you know they the grammys is not going to ever call willie d and My thing with Willie D is, like, you talk about fuck the Grammys. I don't give a fuck about the Grammys. Um, Fuck the Grammys for trying to encapsulate 50 years of hip-hop into 14 minutes. We need more than that. You can't just put hip-hop in a 14-minute segment. Fuck y'all. But then at the same time, be mad because you're not up there. Like, you know, pick a side. So to me, if Scarface is on the up and up to say he didn't know, he didn't know that they were going to have him do my my mind playing tricks on me. If I'm if I'm taking him at face value, pun. If I'm taking him at face value, then hey, it is what it is. And also, I don't like to me like no. If they if they they're calling me, and I'm I'm Scarface, you're Willie D. So. You're here, Willie D is here, Scarface is here. And they're calling me to come perform at the Grammys? I'm coming. I'm not going to be like, "Well, what about Willie D?" Like, is can, can he perform too? Like, nah, I'm 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 going. I'm going and I'm performing. Now, like I say the whole the whole mind-playing tricks on me thing. Okay, maybe maybe they're maybe you call him hey like just so you know hey i'm performing mind playing tricks on me at the grammys man uh, this is what they wanted me to do i thought you know i was going to do one of my songs but this is what they want me to do hey just want to give you a heads up i guess you could you could do that but nah man willie D, you know your role man you 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 hear scarface is here so hey i'm 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 riding with face
2: yeah uh I got uh face line through his teeth uh he was wrong on every level uh this is an opportunity for him to shit on Willie d he did it uh, they both could' have got out there and rapped Bushwood bill uh verse for my land tricks I, mean, I mean you know uh they don't have uh, to cool. rap i I want me to cut you off but i did but <laughs> yeah, it's you know they don't want they don't want Willie d up there. It ain't about what they want. If if I'm represent, if you ask me to come and I'm representing my group, I'm bringing my homeboy with me. Fuck what you gonna say. You ain't turning my mic off. We coming out here. We rapping Bushwick Bill part, the part that that Willie D wrote, and he has the most iconic verse on the damn song. You should sure all well, they. But do the they group? want? But do they want ghetto boys or do they want Scarface? They want ghetto boys. That's why they call them Scarface. Says who? Says huh? who? Says who? I guess the damn song, cause you picked the ghetto boy song. You didn't pick the Scarface song. You picked the ghetto boy song for him to perform. So why didn't? So why didn't they pick a big boy song? Shit, you do you think Andre 3000 would show up? No. So what? <laughs> so yeah, he's same reason method man, but, but, the same reason, but But, but, reason but that's totally method different man. though,
0: because Andre 2000 is an icon.
2: Willie D ain't. That ain't stopping. That's not listen. I'm may be an icon, but you're not getting outcast to perform. You can get big okay. boy, okay? You can get
0: and, big boy. and 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 you're you the they don't want Willie D like Scarface is Scarface. Listen, I don't think it, you,
1: I don't think it's they didn't want Willie D, they didn't properly plan some of those. They don't uh, even know, they,
2: they might they might barely know who Willie D is, but that's your no. job as a bandmate, right? I need to. to, to 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 if if you keep allowing people to pick out the star and you don't bring them in, that make people have resentment towards you. So let me
0: ask this: so if they if the Grammys call a, hey, so I'm 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 you know this this is a conversation. Nah, let's hey, back they,
2: let's let's go let's no, take no, no, topic. let's take that topic. Let's take that. Huh. Do you think Universal won Ali and and uh, Murphy Lee? So you know they didn't. He put them in a position. Let's stick to let's stick
0: to this because that's let's this let's stick to this one. The Grammys call they they i mean the Grammys know they're doing a 50 years of hip hop tribute, right? And they want to include they trying to include all they're trying to include west, east, south, wherever. Right. They make the call, Scarface. Hey, can you come out to perform? Mm-hmm. He's supposed to say, um, nah, well, yeah, I'll do it, but only if Willie D can perform also.
2: Nah, that's, what, that's what he should have said? No, nah, he's supposed to ask what you want me to perform. And they tell him, we want you to perform my playing tricks. You want me to do the whole song or just my verse? We just want you to do a snippet. We just want you to do a snippet of the song. Oh, okay, I got you. All right, I'm bringing so and so, so and so with me. Now you can't bring him with you. You don't want me then. It's called leverage. If you want me and I'm bringing somebody else, it's negotiating.
0: So now, so now we, so now we gotta, we we gotta get transcripts of the fucking phone conversation then. Well, listen. no,
1: it's a you, way to handle things when you're in a group. Yeah, a respectful way to handle things.
2: It like, didn't handle it handled it that way. Listen, Rodney, it's like if we ask Scarface to come on the show, right, to be a guest, and he brings Willie D with him. Do Do you think we're gonna say, man, hell, no, nah, we can't do this? You brought Willie D. Who is it? Willie D? We're gonna be happy to have both of them. We're not gonna We're not gonna shorten We're not gonna shorten the podcast up because we got Willie D. You know what I'm saying you you're gonna we, we're not gonna shorten it up because you got what it do. They both could have rapped Bushwick Bill verse, or they both could have.
0: In 14 minutes, you can't fucking he he. Scarface better could get his verse in. You're not gonna fucking have you can't have all of them rapping. However,
2: however, they it doesn't matter to me. However they fix that shit and work on it, you do it as a group to me. Now I could understand De La Soul not showing up because shit. Just a couple of days later. The other guy died, and the other guy's a DJ, so it's gonna be one person representing their group. Same thing with, with uh, Wu Tang Clan. If Method Man wasn't on the tour with them and he's singing like the lead-off song, that's not a song that everybody else was on. It was just his solo song on their album, representing the Wu. So you know they pissed off of him too. But you know it is what it is. That's not nothing new between them. But I think, yeah. I think when you have like Run DMC show up as a group, you have Salt-N-Pepa show up as a group and they going back and forth with their raps. You trying to tell me that Willie D and Scarface couldn't get up there and rap?
1: Willie well, Mel, I'm watching it now. They had
2: four, four or five people, you know. Yeah, I'm, I was shocked that NWA didn't come out since they gave Dre the, the Lifetime um, Award. I was expecting them to come out at some point, but, you know, it is what it is. But I thought I thought Scoreface didn't handle that right. I thought he dropped the ball. I didn't like the... I mean, kudos to them two men for having a, a grown man conversation with a bunch of fuck you, you selfish, but nobody got hurt. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm on Willie D's side with this, with the conversation flow. I don't think Scoreface was telling the truth. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I'm on the Scarface side. Like, fuck Willie D. You know, he just... He just salty because he didn't get that call, and he and you know, and he won't recognize. He he don't want to recognize that he isn't who Scarface is. Scarface is
2: always gonna get that call. I think he knows shit that the face put it down from a solo aspect. Shit, it ain't no it ain't no debating net. I mean, I
0: think it's just a matter. It's just a matter. The only thing is is the problem is is the song choice. That's 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 what it boils down to. If he had yeah. got up there, if he had got up there and performed "Hand of a Dead Body" or you know money in the power, or whatever, exactly, then it wouldn't have been a problem. But he it, he did exactly. He did mind playing tricks on me, so now it's a problem. But yeah. you know, like you were never gonna be on that stage anyway, so
2: they could have did the world is a ghetto. Well, or whatever, you know. What does
1: it hurt if Willie D is on stage? It's not like they had a limited amount of space. Yeah. They I'm not saying it hurts
0: anything, but he just didn't, he, he wasn't requested.
1: But he, he, his man should have brought him into it, though. If yeah. the Grammys didn't request him, his his face was the, the line of defense that should have brought him into it. I think, mm-hmm. you know, that's the issue. The Grammys yeah, dropped the ball. They they maybe they didn't want to pay for that flight. Maybe they didn't value Willie D. But Scarface no one, should value. No,
0: have no it. one values Willie D. <laughs> that's not true, man.
2: No, nah, that's not true. I, I, I like Willie really D. I like Willie really D.'s perspective on the, on a lot of things. I think he tells it like it is, and I think he did not. I'm see talking
0: it. about rap. I'm talking about rapping. Now I'm not
2: talking about his uh, guys, Shit, man. Really, D can rap shit. He just was ahead of his time with his rapping. Eh? Uh, really. Rap like couldn't market him like 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 he you know he, was at his time. he had some cool he had some cool songs on his album.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He okay. carried his weight in the group on uh, those early albums.
0: Okay. What you see, D. What what you see, D. I uh, mean, bald headed hoes is a classic, but I don't know, I don't know what he had much more after that.
2: Shit, Tell, let a hoe be a hoe. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, he put his shit down. He just, he, you know, he just walked away from rap shit. So, like I said, two against I'm, one. I'm with Scarface here. I just think, I just think,
0: he I will, was- I, I, I'm gonna ride with Scarface. Like, if you give me the, you know, you, they, I mean, and Willie D in his heart, he knows Scarface is the motherfucking star of the group. And if they call him and say, "Hey, Scarface, we want you to perform." Now, if they say, hey, Scarface, hey, we ain't got Willie D number, but shit, we want the, we want the Ghetto Boys to perform, and he'd be like, ah, I can be there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, okay, yeah, piece of shit, but if they call him, they call Scarface <laughs> to come perform, I mean, fuck. <laughs> it ain't his obligation to be like, hey, uh, come on, man. They want me to come perform, but I want you to come with me, and let's Let's do it together and all that shit. Fuck
2: out of here. Nah, I'm rolling Willie D. He got a face piece of shit. I love that, man. I love that. <laughs> I love that. That's, that's real shit right there. That's what's
0: up. So what's the, uh what's what's, what's another current event thing that we want to discuss? Sweet, uh, you Rian- I'm sorry. Right. You wanna- oh, Jay, go ahead. Yeah. If you got another one, go
1: ahead. Super Bowl and Rihanna at the Super Bowl. How do you guys feel about her, uh, Rihanna's performance?
0: Okay, let me. Let, I want to speak on that because you all are just you all were adamant in one of our earlier per uh podcasts about her being the bigger artist than Beyonce, and I just didn't understand it. I, I never, I didn't understand it, and this performance only made me not understand it even more. Not saying that it was a bad performance, she did okay, but. I just don't see how you all can say she's the the bigger or better
2: artist than Beyoncé. No, uh, we never said we never said better artist. We said she has more records sold. That's no, no, goal. no,
0: no, 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 that was not that was not yeah. that was not the that, that that was not the criteria. It was not yeah. records sold. Yeah, that's it what was, she has. She has more records no, sold. Than I, that was not the question. It was who is the bigger artist? She's the bigger artist. She got more records sold.
2: <laughs> she's the bigger artist. Beyonce yeah, is a better performer. The,
0: she's not the bigger artist. I'm telling you,
2: she's not. Who, who's yeah. the bigger artist between Ch- Chingy and Nelly? Or Nelly and Eminem? It's the one that sells the most records. That's the biggest oh. one. Okay. It's not It's not about who's better, who rapped the best or nothing like that. The biggest is who sell the most. No,
0: It's no, not about... Yes. I think I think Beyonce has a bigger effect than Rihanna, but that's that's me. But uh yeah, her 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 um her performance it was okay to me. I mean I don't know anything. Of, I mean it just it's
2: normal. To me. It's a look like a normal performance to me. But what what do you all think? Man, shit! In the beginning, I I, I was feeling bad because you know I've been on the elevator and uh, told a woman congratulations. How many months? I mean months pregnant are you? I and mean, she was like. I'm not pregnant, I'm just fat. So, you know, I was kind of like looking at Rihanna, like, man, she 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 still got on some of that baby weight. And a couple more movements. I was like, girl, look pregnant. So I was in denial, you know, like, nah, it ain't no damn way she suspended up and air on that platform like they're pregnant. That nah, she just that's that's baby weight. She my wife came out, came out looking like, hey, she pregnant. I thought she did a good job, man. You know, she she just reminded the world of 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 her melody of hits that she got out there. Um, everything was on point. The dances, I think she probably had the best uh, Super Bowl dances that I ever seen from a uh, halftime performance. Um, choreography was great. It was a great. Uh, a great homage to to Kanye West you know because that was his entire set from from the outfits to to the floating platform it was it was good it was entertaining to me you know I know um if I was ASAP Rocky I would have been um shitting bricks man just just terrified of my woman pregnant suspending her like that so I thought it was a good halftime performance uh cost the uh, Eagles the Super Bowl but it is what it is how did it cost to Eagles the Super Bowl? <laughs> motherfuckers ran out of time. <laughs> you okay about you? No, nah, that was just a little joke now. Nah. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> What'd
2: you think about it, Jay? Uh
1: I'm watching it now. It was great. She did her thing for being pregnant. Uh, she made it work. Uh yeah, it was good. I don't get all the hate. She brought up the hits. The crowd seemed to um like it. You can see everybody with their camera phones all lit up. Mm -hmm. The dancers are going off. It was different. She had to tone it down. She couldn't do what she probably normally would have done if she wasn't pregnant. But she showed up. Who who else would have showed up pregnant and pulled this off? So, yeah, she showed up. She showed out.
0: Mm. Okay. Yeah, I'm not a... like Like I said, I'm in the minority. I'm not a Rihanna fan so i don't really know her mute i mean i've heard some of her songs but i did like a little a lot of re i, I kind of listened to some other stuff and heard that she doesn't do good performances um uh, that she's had a lot of, she's had some bad performances her vocals weren't the best in, a, in some performances and um <laughs> uh, you know she's not a
2: dancer per se um uh, but you know i saw it and was like okay you know it's cool yeah. You know, when you're on top, man, people take take any kind of shots at you. You know, what I'm saying, like from from Tupac, Biggie to Jay Z, they've taken shots at you know. So yeah, it,
0: you know. So, so let's maybe. so let's so let's get into that. So uh, Big Gip, like he is going in on Jay Z, he mm-hmm. on several platforms, and I'm I'm kind of I'm I'm I'm, I'm I think I'm not liking it because it's like well I'm, from the from the aspect of now we're trying to make it like Jay-z wasn't it wasn't great in during his time like from when from when he dropped reasonable doubt to black album so we're talking like 96 to 2003 2004 like now we're trying to make you know people trying to go back and act like he wasn't that dude during that time. And it's crazy. Like, um, it just makes me wonder like what's going on. So, 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 so what about it? So Jay Z, um, squeak. I, I, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save Jay the last. Cause I already know, you know, where he is, but mm-hmm. as far as the greatest rapper, but not even just not even getting into the, into the greatest rapper vein, but just, the hate on Jay-Z and the pushback on Jay-Z as far as him and being great. What do you think about that?
2: Uh, from a, from a big gift perspective, I think he has amnesia when it, and I think a lot of people have a lot of amnesia when it comes to Tupac, uh, Tupac died in 96 and that was probably his best year, his best musical career of his life. You know what I'm saying? 96 from September, from January to September, he was on top. But you also got to remember, 96 was the year that Jay-Z dropped Reasonable Doubt. 96 was the year that Naj dropped his second studio album. So the game was changing in 96. You know what I'm saying? And so Pac dropped, hit him up that summer of 96. So he kept that momentum going, but by that summer, I would say All Eyes on Me pretty much fizzled out. And other music was coming out. You know what I'm saying? But but Pac still had his buzz going on, you know. So so in all honesty, he probably was the man for every bit of five months.
1: All Eyes on Me has never
2: fizzled out. It's still going. I'm, I'm trying to tell you, he couldn't put no more singles out. He couldn't put no more singles out past May of of, of 96. He's had I'll about six get- or
1: seven more albums come out since then.
2: But shit, he didn't get to celebrate him, Jay. That's a that's a difference. You out of out of his music career that dates back let's go 96 to when he first came out, was it 92? Yeah, 90, 92 was Tupacal's now, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, so 92 to 96.
0: Which what nobody was, fuck with, by the way.
2: Yeah, so so what was the name of his his first world tour that he participated on since he was the the number one rap artist? And I'm gonna wait for you to Google that and come up with that answer. Because you're gonna it's gonna be none. You're
1: missing, you're missing the key thing about Tupac. You
2: can name a couple of Jay-Z world tours.
1: Hang on one second, hang on one second. You're missing the key thing about Tupac. He is in our heart, he's not in our pocket. He is bigger than rap. People love Tupac. People like Jay-Z. Jay-Z is the biggest, best businessman rapper of all time, but he'll never have the love that Tupac has.
2: That's a
0: lot. But see, to me, to me, you're saying the same thing because, um, pot, a lot of what people love about him is, is, is the extracurricular stuff. It's just, it's the stuff outside of rap. It's, it's his mute. It's, it's his movies. It's his passion that he showed out, you know, in courtrooms, you know, it's just, like he he was he was bigger, like I will say Tupac
2: was bigger than rap. And if you want to huh? huh at what point was he bigger than rap when he was alive? Because he he was because he was more famous for what, other shit than he did other than rap. No, no, no. What point in life when when he was living, what point was he bigger than rap when he was alive?
1: When he did juice, gang related. No, man, stop it! He was, he was bigger. He was when he bigger was banging than Madonna you. and Rosie Perez. When he was... that
2: shit was all in the dark, nobody knew. If you wasn't in the industry, nobody knew about that shit. You can I mean, we people. knew
0: we we knew about the 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 shooting of of, of the off duty police officers in Atlanta. Okay. We knew about the 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 sodomy and rape charges in New York. Okay. Um, I don't know if we knew about. The um him beating. Yeah, I think we yeah, we knew about him fighting the Hughes brothers on the set of uh what's the name? Uh Minister Society.
2: That kind of was we, like a rumor in a sense. We didn't had no video of it.
0: But see, of course we didn't have video, but I'm just saying that that's what made him bigger than rap. But listen, when you narrow it down to rap, he's not that dude.
2: Back up here one, one quick second. Since you saying that, that makes him bigger than rap, what year did he be, did he fight the Hughes brothers in? 93, year did
0: he... 92, 93.
2: Okay, so so what song was he that was he riding with that, that was the number one hit? That's 92. what but but see that's when but that's my point.
0: He has a lot of stuff outside of rap that made him bigger than rap. That does but stuff. when you when when you pare it down to rap. He is no he's never been
2: the greatest. Yeah, so that's my that's the point that I'm arguing because that shit sounds good right here, right now. Back in the 90, 92, 93, he may have had a feature with with Bree, Eric Bree, gotta get yours, gotta get mine. But but shit, he didn't have a song that that was that was burning up the charts like that. on um, look, but but like we've
0: we've had this conversation before. Like I've told you, like from the time he came out in digital underground in 1990 mm-hmm. from the time that he died, in 1996, he was the hottest rapper in the game in 96. No, he was, who was bigger when, than him when, in 96, no. 95, 96. When, no. when, when he, when he, when, when he dropped all eyes on me in February of 1996, he was the hottest rapper in the game.
1: So you can go go back one to Me Against the World when he went number one when he was
0: in jail. No, he wasn't hot. Nah, he wasn't the hottest, he Man, Biggie no hottest. was the hottest rapper in 90, in, in ninety five. Biggie was. I mean, I get it. I get it. I get it. He had a number one album. He was in. He was in jail. I get it. But Biggie was still the hottest
2: rapper in ninety five with what he was doing. So you got to back it up like this. You got to go. Cube to disagree. You got to go. Cube Dre Snoop. Big, somewhere come Nas.
0: No, Nas was,
2: Nas, Nas, Nas was underground. Big, Nas, Nas, was big, Nas was big on the East Coast. Nas was big on the East Coast.
0: Okay, but he
2: wasn't bigger than big. No, big he, was was not, that, he was not bigger than big, but his name carried weight on the East Coast. But all I'm
0: saying, like, if you, we, we've, look, so, 1990, who was the biggest rapper in 1990?
2: I would say Ice Cube, probably, or maybe. 90
0: okay 1991 who's the biggest rapper still ice cube
2: yeah still ice cube maybe likes maybe, cube. maybe dj quick is emerging or somewhere around there fuck no it's still ice cube <laughs> i said yeah it's still ice cube 1992 maybe dr dre or snoop or something hey so 1992
0: guys. chronic the chronic came out in 1992
2: yeah so I, I would, so I would say Snoop Snoop and then Wu-Tang Clan, Clan is emerging in 92 also, right? Uh,
0: next year, 93.
2: Okay. But Pac, but Pac
0: released uh, Tupacalypse now in 92 if I'm not mistaken.
2: Okay, so so from 92, Brenda Got a Baby is on the chart. It's not playing in no kind of clubs or no kind of parties. But it's, it's, the music is on the radio. The music is see, on the video. That,
0: that, that's the thing about like you know, we got revisionist history. Like, just because that song was on the jukebox or some shit, like, that's not a song that nobody go back to. it. Like, I I mean, I, mean I, I just speak for myself. Like, I'm not, I don't think I've ever gone back and listened to Brenda Got a Baby. That's not something that's going to be playing in the club. That's not something you ride to in your car. Yeah. But it was a cool song. It was for a the great
2: time. song. It was a great damn song.
0: It was a cool song. But Pac didn't have that type of follow. You knew who he was, but he didn't have that type of following in '92 with mm-hmm. Tupac. Lives now, '93. Right. Who was the best rapper? It was it, Snoop '93, no He's hands 92. down. Yeah, '93 Snoop '93,
2: '94 because his album Snoop's album dropped the the the, the end of '93. It dropped November. It was pushed. It was supposed to come out in uh, August, and it got pushed back in november due to the uh due to the the court case right.
0: so so in 93 so he's the hottest rapper then he's the hottest rapper in 94 no 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 big comes on the scene in 94 big came on the scene in
2: 94 but he really didn't motherfucking he he his album dropped back up is Snoop the brat then big It's Snoop the brat, and and you got to put the brat in here because I'm gonna tell you something. Brat was hitting a lot of radio waves. She was a female, but she was outselling Biggie when he dropped in '94. Biggie shit didn't really pick up until he. So when he dropped Juicy, that Juicy kind of it it was kind of doing this thing. But when he dropped Big Papa, that's when his shit took off in '94, and that was probably like the that was probably like. The fall of '94, like so, so, no, so, no, no, no so you
0: telling me, so you trying to tell me that the brat, at one time was the, oh, the hottest rapper in the game.
2: Brat, was Brett, the, she was the. If I'm not mistaken, brat was the first female platinum rapper. Her she was shit the first was burning, female platinum was, rapper. Give her that. her shit was burning no the charts in the, the parties.
0: Her at shit. no point was she the hottest rapper in the game.
2: She was burning the charts, Rodney. She was. She was. She was eating up shit. She was eating up shit. Now, I ain't say she was a, a top. T- I ain't saying she was like the the hottest MC, but shit, she had more radio spins than Tupac did with his first album.
0: <laughs>
2: okay, y'all,
0: you, you, you can y'all can uh, <laughs> debate that one. I'm but anyway, so Tupac '96 was his year. That's when he he even though he had the '95 era, you gotta back that up. He he dropped uh, Strictly for My Niggas out. That and that wasn't doing shit. The only thing that did off of that was I get around.
2: He had keep your head up off that. He had two singles off that album. Okay, he had two singles
0: off that album. So two singles make him. But okay, so think so.
2: So let me ask you: Did you think he was the? Did you think he was that dude at that time? No, I did not. I knew he had potential. That the second album to me was better than his first album. Right. And, and, keep, and keep in mind. Also, at that same time he dropped uh M- the song with MC Breed, You Gotta Get Mine, I Gotta Get Yours. That motherfucker was, was played on the radio and in the clubs. So most of his features is what was being played in the clubs. They were not his songs. He was being featured on other people's songs. Spice but, but, one song was shit.
0: So the thing, but but I'm not saying he was an unknown and he was a, he was a piece of shit. Yeah we knew that he he was good we knew he was good and and he could make good songs but he was not heralded as being the
2: greatest or one of the best he wasn't and so you get 94 roll around and he drops the thug life album Mm -hmm. which had about three to two to three radio songs what wait a minute, what? What's the Straight where balling, I mean? uh straight straight balling. balling. Yeah, straight balling. Wasn't it called straight balling? When what was that song on the radio? Shit, I've I've heard that on the radio, and I heard that on the radio and at parties. Mm. Okay. And you then the other song you must have had a different balling. radio
0: than I had, because I've never heard straight balling. I've heard, I've never heard anything off of that album on the radio. You you gotta be lying.
2: You got it. I'm, I am not what's lying. It, what's the song with Nate Dogg? Uh, I wonder if, it been, I wonder if it, Bury Me a G was being played. Bury on, Me a G. On the radio. On the radio. I don't know. You must have had a different radio than I was tuning I got damn, man. We live in St. Louis. <laughs> Shit. It, it was only I, one you know, radio station.
0: Bury Me. So you telling me Bury Me a G was playing on the radio? Was that
2: on Thug Life album, Bury Me a G? Yes. yes, but yeah. you telling me that was played on the radio. That's what made me go get. That's what made me. That's what made me consider going to. I, I think it was Sound Warehouse to go get the damn out. They was playing Lisa. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm,
0: I'm, I'm. Hey, look. I'm not gonna dispute it. I'm just gonna say. Man, he I have never heard "Bury Me a G G" on the radio. Now how long will they mourn me? That's okay. another one. I, I've yeah. heard how long would they mourn me on the radio? Those are but singles. Because, I, I had those. Things. You're talking
2: about. I've never heard on the radio. I, I promise you, those were those were singles. Very Me G," "Straight Balling," and "How Long Would They Mourn Me?" So I got a so I got a question,
0: and I, I mean, and this is I'm not I'm just this is totally my question. So if
2: it's a single, does that mean that it's played on the radio? Yeah, because it's a clean version. So it's being it's being distributed, it's being distributed and promoted as a single, whether or not it has a video, but yeah, it's been it's it's been it's uh it's been distributed as a single. So yeah, it could be played on a radio, it has a clean version, it has a remix version to it and shit. So yeah. Now okay. whether or not they put it in heavy ro- rotation is up to the DJs. Okay. Jay, so he, it's just so
0: time, it's, it's time, it's, it's time for Jay to uh interject.
2: But before you get to Jay. <laughs> He now has "Me Against the World," which comes out in '95, and he's in jail. And that that album has at least about three singles: "Dear Mama," "Temptation," and "So Many Tears." So many tears.
0: Yeah. All right, Jay, let go ahead. Go ahead and uh, straighten us out on your Tupac love. Okay, real
1: quick name one jay-z song that's equivalent to dear mama equivalent in what the way it's loved the way it gets played every year the way it so has now lasted. so now we,
0: so, so we switch it we're we moving the goalposts because we were just talking about record sales a minute ago so now we're talking about impact in in in, in heartfelt moments
1: that's what Tupac is all about. He's not about the sales, which he has diamond records. Uh, but he's it about he's dead. He's alive.
2: It, doesn't, he's matter. Dead. it, it matters. doesn't matter. It matter when it happens. It does, it, it, does. Does. it does matter. It matters. It does Jay. matter. You can't, you can't see, you can't kill somebody and, and have them underground and then kill them and then tell them, and then now all of a sudden they the best. That's pretty much what they did to him. He never got his flowers. He wouldn't have been acting a damn way had he received his flowers if if all the publications was telling him he was the greatest. What does it matter? It matters because shit, this man was going crazy trying to get the spotlight. He changed his system. He changed his whole fucking style. Like and What, me what does
1: world. all this matter though? If now he has a love, what does it matter if he got it while he was alive or he got it now? Because what does it matter?
2: that's that's fake love, Jay. That that's like people who walk past you did not acknowledge you and then. When when you're murdered, they want to say you're the greatest. They wouldn't say that shit to your face.
0: Is
1: that the same thing for Elvis? Same thing for Nipsey? Is Maybe, love same, thing,
2: same thing for Nipsey because BET would not allow him to perform inside the building. And then when his ass get murdered, they want to have a tribute for the man. Like the damn man had the, had the best album for 2018. And y'all didn't, have, see, y'all didn't see his greatness. Have you ever
1: heard the term you don't know until it's too late or you don't know until that person is gone. That's not the exact term, but I'm sure you heard it. You don't realize how great someone is until they're gone. Have you ever heard that term?
2: I've heard of that term, but sometimes you have to look at the people that, that's the gatekeeper. That means you're not doing a good damn job because how is it that you lose your life and all of a sudden you see greatness in a person? No that's longer... how it
1: goes. That's how it goes
2: sometimes. That, that's fake though, Jay. That's fake. all the
1: people. All the people who love... Michael Jackson even more. All the when uh, Jordan dies, all the people who are going to appreciate Jordan more when he dies—that's fake love because they no, realize Jordan it later.
2: Re- Jordan has received his flowers. Now he may no. receive more flowers when he's gone. He, Jordan has received his flowers. You know, LeBron can't even get past the, can't get the GOAT title from him from some people. So he but don't have to I'm, pass all away. the
1: people. All the people. I mean, cut y'all. All right. the people that uh, love him, appreciate him more. are you saying those people will be fake is fake attention or fake love?
2: You know, early in the podcast, previous podcast, I confessed that, you know, when it came to Kobe, I was one of those individuals that didn't see his greatness. And I, and I, I was, I was saying that I wish I can go back in time and appreciate his greatness while he was in the, while he was playing, while he was alive, you know what I'm saying? And I just couldn't see it back then. I was comparing him to MJ too much, you know, and, and, and that's me admitting that I'm not a, I'm not a sports writer or anything like that. So I won't sit up and get on the jack and be like, Kobe's the greatest ever. Anything like that. He was great. I couldn't see when he was alive.
1: So is that just newfound appreciation or is that fake on your part?
2: That, that ain't no fake on my part. That's me coming to the realization. Like, yeah, dude, dude, dude was really nice. I could see it. I just wasn't going to give it to him. So how can you say it's fake love for all the other people? Because she wouldn't come to pocket, you <laughs> never told him he was he was number one, you never treated him like he was number one when he was alive, and all of a sudden his ass is dead. Then you want to well, make wasn't. Them, well they, they didn't because he wasn't. That's my point. Hold on That's, a second. You, got, you guys you said they didn't no, you cannot skip no damn years and give somebody the crown that had
1: who are who are these people you're talking about? Because he had plenty of people who did give him the crown,
0: J- like who J- are him. these
1: newfound people?
0: When, when he had a a lot of fans when he was alive. I, I, that that sounds like revisionist history to me because I have never. We all lived through that period, and I never heard him
2: being regarded as one of the best rappers. So if you if you saying he is, Jay, just look up and see his Soul Train performance. Look up and see his Source performance, and everything you're gonna see from him is is not going to be the big stage. Go look at this, his Grammy performance.
1: This line he was up.
2: never considered the best rapper.
1: How many ever. albums did All Eyes on Me sell like the Shit. first week
2: or month? Okay, now we now we now switch it back five, to album. 5 million. No, Nine no. Million, to my knowledge. If five you
1: guys million. are saying he didn't get the love, nobody thought he was
0: the best. He was selling like he was the best. He was the hottest thing out. One his in his in in 1996 he won. That's when he peaked.
1: He was hot That's... with me against the world. Shit, he went to jail. Jackie he was hot with uh, I get around. He was hot. He was hot with no, Brenda's was, got, got was, a baby. He was heating up.
0: He was yeah, building up. No, he was, he, so he he was he number. He, he never was more famous for the shit that happened to him outside of rap than he was for what he actually rapped.
2: So 96. Not go ahead, Jay. I mean, go ahead, Squeak. So, Jay, do you think that Tupac prior to coming on Death Row was bigger than Snoop? Prior to coming on no. Death Row, was he bigger than Snoop? No. Um, no, no,
1: fuck,
2: no. So how was he? How was he ever the best?
1: But when he came because on right Death Row, right when, when he came to Death Row, did he jump over Snoop?
2: Yeah, he did. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. They never... Well, so, how did he
1: do that if nobody gave him flowers or thought he was good, if he jumped over the hottest one
2: on the label? Because they all helped him. Everybody helped him. Producers, artists, and Death Everybody Bro, helped Bro,
1: Snoop. Everybody gets help. Everybody helped Snoop. But if he's not respected in the hottest, he jumped over who you're saying was... Who was the hottest? Now you're saying he was the hottest. He jumped over uh, Dre and Snoop when he came to Death Row. So if nobody thought he was the best, how did he accomplish that?
2: So he had the machine. So for the first time in his career, he actually had the machine behind him. You go compare Me Against the World against All Eyes on Me. Which one do you think is the hottest album between those two?
0: Me Against the World. What? What? what, what what's the hottest the, what's hottest the hottest.
2: album between Me Against the World and All is, Eyes on Me? So, so is hottest better? Now, how this is not better. How this is like what sold the most? What's in it? What what was in the media the most? What mm-hmm. what got the most attention?
0: Well, see that goes back that that goes back to one of our first podcasts when we all was on, where you talking about um, country grammar like country yeah. grammar went diamond. Yes, but but you know we talking four songs on that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. It really took it to that point. Mm-hmm. But me against the world is a better album. That it than is. all eyes on me. But if you want to say what's hotter, then all eyes on me is hotter. But
2: and because of, because of the exposure and there you go everything. But there you go. It it was the first time he had the the, the best producers produce for him. Get, get, get got all the beats. He had better features on an album. Interscope left him in motherfucking jail, man, for three million dollars. They didn't bail his ass out. They left him in fucking jail if he was the hottest, the hottest damn. Snoop had a murder case, and he didn't even have a out a solo album out. And Defro built his ass out. Interscope stated, did. Interscope did bail Tupac out, Jimmy. Yeah, I shit. A year later, bailed him out. <laughs> a a motherfucking <laughs> year later, he never. You know, he never got a chance to celebrate Me Against the World, and that was that was his first. That was his first real classic album. So, you, question: Why do you, why do you keep, so keep, keep cel- so saying did, that he didn't get to celebrate? Because he no. went to jail, Jay.
1: He he went to jail. I and, know, but how does that diminish him, though? Because so I,
0: I I got a question: Did him being in jail propel that album?
2: No, yes. it was a quality. It was a quality album. No,
0: it propelled no you, you don't are, know. You you don't know it's a quality album when it's dropped.
2: So so her so you don't my, you don't know I could that for, I can speak for myself. I bought me against the world the first day it came out, and I took that shit back because what I was looking for was this party shit coming off of uh I get around. And so when I heard it, I was like, Man, this, 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 this album, whack, and I took that shit back. And everybody that maybe months later, weeks later heard it was like, Yeah, you tripping. And so, so it took me a while to get into Me Against the World because it wasn't this up tempo. Party album, you know what I'm saying? Like by the time I heard so many tears, I, f- I heard that on the radio. I'm like, that that sound pretty good. Maybe Temptation was the only party song, but all this other shit on that album was reflective music, and I wasn't ready for that part. He has that was that's a quality album. It's a quality
0: so, album. So, the thing about that album, okay? We talk. It's a number one album. Mm-hmm. So it's about when it comes out and it's number one, right? Mm-hmm. Um no One hears it, but they buy it. His persona, the things that he was going on with him, him being in jail, that had a lot to do with hit that album
2: going number one. Agree I, or disagree? I agree, I, I 100% agree. And so, I could can I pose a question to you, Jay? Uh, can I pose a question to you, Jay?
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: Is this may not be fair, but I'm going to do it anyway. Is Me Against the World better than Jay-Z's Blueprint album?
0: Yes.
1: Yep. Yeah, it's honest, it's, it's raw, it's honest, it's top to bottom, a classic album. Um, which, which one are you talking
2: about? You, 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 are Me you Against sad, the World. And, and Jay-Z's Blueprint album is not honest, it's not classic.
1: Yeah, it's it's a classic. It's honest, but one ver- "Me Against the World" versus um, "Blueprint." I'm picking "Me Against the World." Really? It's just a better, uh, more interesting body of work to me.
2: Okay, so what about "Me Against the World" versus Jay Z's uh, "Hard Knock Life" album?
0: Mm. It's "Me Against the World." No, I, I no uh, squeak. I think I think that was a perfect comparison. Um Me Against the World versus Blueprint.
2: Okay. So we're gonna because go I ahead.
0: think I think I think the blueprint outside of maybe American Gangster is Jay-Z's best album. So I think that was a good comparison. Blueprint I, versus me against the world. I can't beat him. Huh? I cannot beat that album. I don't I mean, I don't think so either, but you I think I, but 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 I'm just saying I think that like pitting me against the world versus blue versus the blueprint. I think that was a perfect comparison. Um, um, yeah, I think that was a great comparison as far as like them being, I mean, I don't, I think the blueprint was prop. The blueprint was Jay Z's peak. Like he was at his apex at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, was, 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 Tupac at his apex with Me Against the World, maybe not. Nah. But I don't think he had a better album than that, though. Because, no, because to me, to me, Me Against the World was his best album. No, no, you know what? I take that back. Me Against the World, to me, All Eyes on Me was below Me Against the World. Yeah, I agree. But, it just had it was a double album and it had more fanfare and more um more um features and all that. So we people tend to push it up higher, but me against the world to me was better than All Eyes on Me. So to me, Me Against the World was here, and then it took a dip with All Eyes on Me, and then it came back up with Machiavelli. Like Machiavelli was more on par with me against the world um as far as
2: overall content but okay so now i'm gonna go biggie so uh, like we, Di- we, we, we can't do biggie we can't well, do we're gonna, we gonna try ready to die versus tupac now which which album is better
0: <laughs> i mean it's ready to die man hands okay. down
2: so so let's go ahead and fast forward to big second studio album let's go life after death versus all eyes on me. I mean, no, you can't do that. Right, you can't. Because
0: if you if if you're doing first album, first album, second album, second album, then you're going life after death versus uh, strictly
2: for my niggas, and it, it, you know it, it ain't no question. Ain't no question. So that's why I went double disc to double disc. So double disc, double disc. But by this time, Tupac is probably four albums in the game. But but see that's not fair.
0: If if he's four albums in the game and this guy is only on his second album, you got
2: to go one for one, two for two. In my you, you opinion, go one for, you go one for one, two for two. In my opinion, "All Eyes on Me" is not better than better than "Life After Death." In but see, to opinion. me, you don't compare them. I so I'm just, I'm doing double disc versus double disc. Okay, double disc versus double disc. Life After Death w- wins all day long.
0: Okay. So I do I do Ready to Die versus Tupac now and then I do Life After Death versus Strictly for My Niggas. There ain't no comparison.
2: Yeah, from a from a Biggie standpoint.
0: He just didn't have, he just didn't get a chance to
2: to um you know put more work out there. It, it's like the Super Bowl. He ran out of time. He 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 did not have the time. I mean, he was And he ran out of time because of Tupac. <laughs> yeah. He got him involved in, you know, however that go. Listen, i am am a I'm a two I'm a Tupac fan, man. I, I, I have been from day one. He came to St. Louis uh with with just his second album, Tupac Now. I found out about their show that was uh that was first show. Huh.
0: That was his first album.
2: No, that was the second album. He had a uh, keep your head up. You said, you said it's apocalypse now. No, I'm sorry, I did. I, I meant to say uh strictly for my niggas, what is what gotcha. the album was. And um gotcha. he had a uh, keep your head up and I get around. He did not give us a good show. Let me let me be hundred percent with that. He didn't give us a good show. Uh the sound the sound system at the club was horrible, but I knew what I was there to see. I was there to see a, a rapper that was getting better and better with each album. That's what I loved about Tupac. He was getting better and better with each album. I didn't like his beat selection. You know, you hear Vlad uh talk about Nas as the worst beat picker. In the beginning I used to get at the Tupac because he used to just you know just just pick a beat and get the rapping. And I, I could hear his lyrics, but at the time in that era, we needed beats and lyrics. You know, Pac always had the lyrics. He would rap over stuff. I, he had the energy. He's probably one of the first MCs that brought that emotion to the game. You know, nobody was talking about their mama like that. You don't
1: you don't discount Biggie songs uh, for having all the remakes, all the the recognizable Simples. remakes, yeah, the samples yeah. and stuff like that.
2: Mm-hmm. No, nah, they was they 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 added that melody that made you want to dance. You know, what I'm saying Biggie is different because you know Pac was a sex symbol. You know, the girls like Pac. The girls are what brought guys to Pac. You know what I'm saying? Because Pac didn't have all them beats. The girls are what brought uh, the guys to Pac. So big wasn't no sex symbol. You know what I'm saying? You got this big old dude that's oversized. You know, he is he's a guy that's not supposed to make it in the rap game because you can't market a guy that looks like that, but he made it. And that's a rare that's a rare commodity to have as an MC that 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 was living in the fashion world like he was that that had those lyrics you know like a ball mg a ball from a ball and M-G-G, He was one of the first mcs to when he rapped I could listen to it and and, and kind of see what he was saying. Big made that crystal clear. pop kind of had that element but pop was messing with different kind of energy of of that I'm a die type of energy, you know. And I believe back in, if my memory can serve me well, a lot of suburban kids wasn't feeling pock because of that.
1: Hey, what's the, uh, let's compare Biggie and Jay Z movies to Tupac movies. Movies? Mm-hmm.
2: What, what movie Biggie in?
1: Exactly. Let's compare uh, <laughs> Biggie and Jay Z poems that sell for half a million, $2 million at auction.
2: Well, shit. Compare Denzel Washington movie to Tupac movie.
1: No, no. Let's let's compare, let's compare these rappers. Let's compare these rappers. See about- that,
0: and see that's what goes back to what I originally said. Like Tupac has more depth. Like he has, like he has more depth than any other rapper because of his his um, you know, movies and all that. But that doesn't mean shit when it when you talk to me. I don't factor that into the rap. Like, that's outside of the rap. Like, the fact that he was in so many movies and he was did all that, that, that shit don't fact, I can. don't factor that into his rapping. Okay, when going talk- back to
1: the original question, what Big Gib said, Big Gib called Tupac the triple threat. He called Jay-Z one-shot Charlie. You just mm-hmm. made his point. He is the triple threat or more.
0: He's but when you talk about, about billboard billboard said who's the greatest rapper they didn't say who's the triple threat right they asked who's the greatest rapper you that's can't not, what, that's
1: not rapper. what git was speaking to strictly what git was speaking to he's talking okay, about the whole picture
0: okay but you can speak to that but when when you talk about greatest rapper people don't say triple threat who's the greatest triple threat people say who's the greatest rapper of all time
1: yeah hey, i take that they back don't,
0: they, they don't Bill, factor in
1: Billboard's so not, criteria did factor that in. It's not who's the best rappy rap rapper, it's about impact who set the trend. Okay, so
0: so so that's what why Nicki mean, Minaj was number
1: 10, right? Tupac created 50 Cent. He created Ja Rule. He has DMX has a little bit of Tupac in him.
2: <laughs> which which what trend did he set when he was alive, though?
1: You keep saying that when he was alive, it doesn't matter if it happened when he was alive or gone. I mean, he, affected, I,
2: I, he He changed the world. Nah, you now, listen, when, when, when you pass away, the game is over. You don't get to win the damn game when when, when you pass away. That, that's the point that I'm trying to make about, you know, people giving you your flowers.
1: That's you know, not true.
2: When, when you pass away, the damn game is over. The beef that's is not over. not true. There. That your we work. If other. you are
1: great, your work and what you did lives on past when you leave this world. Now
2: that's a hundred percent. That's a hundred percent. That's a hundred percent true. With people, your your as an artist, your artistry lives on, but you don't get to change the narrative. And, and when I say keep changing the narrative, I'm, I'm speaking to like Rolling Stone, uh, the Source magazine, all those all those magazine article um, media outlets that we had back then. None of them were saying Tupac was the great the greatest back then. They waited till his ass got in jail, and when he passed away, and then they was using him on the, putting him on the cover of their magazine to sell those damn magazines. But, but he was never considered the greatest back then, Jay. He wasn't winning album of the year for for any of that for that time frame from ninety five to ninety two. He was never winning album of the year.
1: But you don't have to be considered the greatest when you're alive to be the greatest. It, it doesn't have to happen that way.
2: So, so shit. So you get credit when you pass away
1: yes your work lives on like elvis became bigger when he passed away michael jackson sells more now when he passed away
0: no no those dudes were considered the greatest at their time but they got bigger after they died no 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 you don't think elvis is bigger now than when he was alive Elvis was the king of rock and roll before
1: he died right but do, did he get bigger after he passed away no he's selling he more music selling more merch more tours more no, t-shirts he he we're, no. we're, we're he, tours he, yes he, he is. is
0: Elvis was the king of rock and roll before he died but did he get that's, bigger that's you, what, you, you, you say he didn't you know, get
1: bigger he didn't get bigger no, he, fuck no he didn't get bigger yes he did he got bigger when, after he passed away All right, whatever you can pull it up. You can Google it. Google earnings before earnings after
2: I, I, well, listen, Elvis, the King of rock and roll. He only won one Grammy for all the notoriety that he had. Um, But he definitely received his flowers. He definitely got to work walk on this earth as the knowing that he was the top dog Pac only had Five to to nine months of that in one year, he didn't have multiple years where, where he was considered.
1: But the what top does do. that matter? That what matter- does that matter if he didn't get to uh, know he was a top dog? He yeah, it is it matters matters a top dog. dog. It,
0: it we matters okay, because when we were we in a school. Tupac was not the best rapper. He just yes.
2: wasn't. You can't rewrite history. It's like saying, it's like saying, I'm
0: not
1: talking about rapidly rap. I'm past that. Listen, rappers get a moment in time, they get a, a time span where they're the best. Right. Tupac lived past that time span. Ice Cube had a time span when he was the best. Snoop had one album, when, one in, uh, compilation soundtracks when he was the best. Everybody had their time. Tupac is past his time. He's living past his time. I mean, I mean, you guys don't see it that way, but you know. That's what the fans are saying. He's past his time.
2: I, what I see, Jay, Jay, is I see people trying to rewrite history. I, I see people trying to go into years and say that he was the best when he first came out, and that's not true.
1: Nobody not, is, I, I, people probably say that, you know, crazy fans, you know, super fans probably say that, but I don't really see that. That's not what the Tupac fans are even talking about. They're not saying when he first came out he was the best. They're te- They're saying – there's nobody as big, uh, as best, or as heartfelt as Tupac. Period. They're not talking about from '92 to '93, this but, to
0: that. Wait, that's not true, though. Yeah, he's not. He's Go not back. the best rapper.
1: He's not. They're not saying he's the best rapper. He's.
0: They're saying but that's what all rap. down to. Not if if for rapper, Tupac. For Jay Z. you're a rapper, but but here's the thing: if I'm if I want to say who's the best car car salesman. Are you the best car salesman? It's not about how many cars you sell, and then how many kids you save on the outside, and how many other things you do on the outside. Are you the best at what you're at, at your profession? And he's the thing you
1: you guys are missing. When we talk about Tupac, we're not talking about just strictly rap. When you talk about Jay Z, Nas, this one, that one, you're talking about Eminem. You're talking about rap. You're not but talking about Tupac. The but rap. Tupac is bigger than rap You said when we started he was bigger than rap But, he but transcended but yeah, rap he's,
0: big, he's bigger than rap But when I want to pare it down who's the best rapper He's not yeah, Okay so that's, that's a know, different topic If you want to talk personality, about If you want to say he's the biggest personality in rap Or he's the most revered in rap Yeah okay I'll give you He's the most He's Tupac is probably he. No no probably Tupac is the most revered person in rap that's He's a the fact. Most revered.
2: That's, that's okay. a
1: fact. We're talking about two different things. I think you two are talking about rap lyrics, technical skill. I'm talking about him transcending rap. I think we're talking about comparing, you know, two different things.
2: So when when you say he he transcended rap, do you saying are you trying to say that what he did is more bigger than what is bigger than what Jay Z did in in transcending business? Yes, you have people who no. will fight about Tupac. Yeah, they will. But they weren't doing this shit when he was alive.
1: <laughs> you keep saying that. This, this is how it happens. When people pass away, they get more love. This is how it, it happens. And, this and is why that, Norris-
2: that,
0: that is true. That is true because I think, and I've said this on previous podcasts, I compare Tupac to Kobe. Kobe got a lot of fucking love when he died. Mm-hmm. He got a lot more love when he
2: died. Mm-hmm. Sympathy is, is more is more the best way to describe because a lot of people, when he was alive, uh, pe- felt put off by him the same way they did by Tupac. You know, you, you have to understand something about Tupac, Jay. Um, he was not loved and liked, saying what we were talking about, like Martin Luther King. When Rodney was saying that's a person that he, he he wanted to speak with. But as kids, we grew up loving Dr. Martin Luther King. It's pushed on us that that, you know, he could do no wrong. You get a little older, you dig deeper, and you like, okay, well, he had a couple of murder affairs here and this, this, that. But see, that's what they try to do to Tupac. It's hard to hate him now while he's deceased. But when he was alive, he had such a bad rap about himself, you know, being kicked out of the uh being kicked out of the Soul Train Awards. You know what I'm saying? When he was there, uh with him and, when he confronted Biggie and stuff like that. So everywhere he went. It was a omen around him, like oh shit, especially when he got with Death Row. It was like oh shit, here they come, they finna, they finna, um, they finna start some shit. So he but had. See, I
0: Road. don't even. My bad. I don't even. Speak, I I don't even speak to that, like like because because we, like us, we didn't know nothing about that. No,
2: nah, we, 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 we but that we, was a Hollywood we,
0: thing. We knew, we knew nothing about all those things that were going on at that time. Mm-hmm. All I am talking to. Wait a minute,
1: Rodney. Yeah. To your point, wait a minute, I'm sorry. I'm I'm not stopping your point, but when did we find out about all those things you said we didn't know about?
2: Shit, about uh, 10 after, years. After so the fact, why does
1: it matter if it happened after he, di- he died, Hughes?
2: You said, why does it matter?
1: All these omens and shit that we found out after he passed away, why do they matter?
2: Because a lot of people that, that felt certain ways about Tupac when he was alive, they didn't have the heart to say that shit to his face. So now that you see
0: yeah like like, like like you got, flunk, I'm you got that i'm, I'm gonna <laughs> tell you something i don't
2: think i don't think flunk funk master flex would go at tupac like he did if if tupac was alive and he survived those shootings he was a healthy individual i don't see flunk master flex going to him like that um, call it calling I, him i, out I think i think it was a it was a per it was a perfect
0: mesh because he didn't really start going off until '96, and by the time it actually got out into the public, shit, he was dead. So, so mob deep, mob Ma deep made a song that like, like, like they, 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 were made, they, um, shot back at 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 um, so did Jay Z,
2: so did Jay Z, and
0: we didn't know nothing about it.
2: Yeah,
0: um, Jay Z supposedly did, and 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 they. You know, they kiboshed it and never let it get out. So I won't say people... I don't think people were scared to come at him.
2: I just those think- in the media, I ain't gonna say rap rappers, but those in the media was yeah, you I, know I'm just saying with.
0: I don't think people scared, I think it just so happens to where at the time that he really went all in coming out at motherfuckers, it was July of 96, and then he was dead in September of 96. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't it wasn't really a period for people to come at him, but I just... I don't care about any of that other bullshit. I just... Me, personally, I just focus on when he was doing his thing, there was a short period of time where I thought he was the best. 96? It was a short period of time where I thought he was the (laughs) absolute best. Um so he had his time cube had his time snoop had his time um maybe big daddy Kane had his time so they all had their periods um where they were the best or considered the best and I just think his period for me
2: doesn't make him the greatest no. The period that he had doesn't make him the greatest. His period hurt my feelings so bad because he was the first artist that I did the midnight sale on. Like when his album came out when All Eyes Dropped On Me at Midnight. Went to the went to the uh the record store, got got the album, played that album. I love that mother album from from the first song I heard on there. You know, I was like, oh, this is what this. Album? what album? Me Against, I mean, All Eyes On Me, I'm sorry, All Eyes On Me. When that dropped yeah. off at uh, 12 o'clock that night, I went to the record store, got it. And um, I remember I was up in in uh, Mizzou, Columbia, got that album. First song I heard, man, it was, all that song was banging. So, you know, I don't remember Tupac doing like no tour. Like I wanted to see him. I wanted to see him like, you know, Come to St. Louis or something like that, you know, to perform that album. You know, I'm like, oh, this, this, this is going to be hidden. It never happened, you know. I remember he got a chance to perform on uh, Saturday Night Live, you know, but I, I remember also later on that year he also did like the MTV Awards, but that's all I remember from '96. He was heating up. He just got cut short yeah i don't I don't remember like uh that world tour or anything like he that, that's why I keep saying he didn't get his flowers jay because had he knew who he had he you know received those flowers from the industry the the same damn people that's right now saying that 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 he is the the best had he received that shit he he wouldn't have to do the shit that he was doing back then going at some of the artists that he was going at man because when you when you were at the top they 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 came they can't rock with you like that you know so it was I, I remember like it was yesterday when when i found out you know when it came on mtv news that, that he passed away you know how i felt because i remembered that Saturday that it happened and and we got the news it was like oh he got shot you know they was pretty much pretty much writing it off as if he got shot he he would make it and he would survive by that Friday, it was a whole different story, and throughout the week, we weren't hearing anything in between that he wasn't gonna make it. You know, so it was it was it was real shocking coming that Friday when we got the news that he didn't. You know, he didn't make it. So that hurt. You know,
0: bottom line, Tupac is one of the greatest rappers of all time. I just don't think he is the greatest. No, I agree. Jay thinks he is the greatest.
1: He's not the greatest rap, rapper. Not the greatest huh? rapper. Not the greatest rapper skill wise. Rapping, rapper. Oh,
0: ah, we'll see. We'll see that. Well, then you. Hey, you're what our you time. been talking
1: about all this time, Jay? What's going? On? I just said that you guys are talking right. about lyric skills and all that shit. I'm telling you. But that's. You, but
0: that's. But that's what it all boils down to when you say somebody's the greatest rapper. But
1: right. Not according great. to this Billboard list. Not. Billboard it's, not shit. it's not lyrics.
0: It's we not die just lyrics. Tupac is so. If you if you want to talk about who's the greatest rapper, then uh, let, the greatest? let's let's
1: define that real quick, real quick, not to keep going. When you say who's the greatest rapper, tell me what your criteria is.
2: Rapping. Rapping. Right. Um,
1: keep the, it simple. I, I like that. Okay, go ahead.
2: Delivery, like delivery. Being able to rap on a rap on a track, different beats and stuff like that. So Be-
1: music, music, musically. musically. Yeah. yeah music- okay. yeah. Tupac is bad music. That's what
0: you I don't get me, He's One thirsty. thing, rapping. That's that's that that's that's what I classify. Who like when I think who's the greatest rapper? Rapping. And Pac is not better than probably about
2: mm, at least five. Just a few.
0: At least five.
1: Who gets more love now that they're gone, Tupac or Biggie?
2: Where you at? Yeah. You know... In the world. In the world. Now nah, so you know, that, about, <laughs> you know the one thing that's sad about... You know the one thing that's sad Well,
0: I, I'll say this. I've heard uh, a couple... I've heard Hypnotize on a couple of commercials here lately, and I haven't heard any Tupac commercial. I haven't heard any Tupac music on any commercials.
1: Again, going back to the Chico using those popular samples, those poppy Motown samples that are you know advertiser friendly.
0: That's why once again I would I'll think- go back to two <laughs> biggie has I, like, he got a Bud Light commercial and then what was that other one?
2: So but you think about Pox for Pox biggest singles, it was it was um so many tears and their mama. Those are
1: samples. But yeah. you don't you don't know where those samples are from. You can't name those songs. You can't Stevie say it's a Motown Stevie song. Wonder. So, so many what's the tears song? Stevie Wonder. What's the song?
0: Uh, what's shit.
1: the song? Um, and how many it, people know that song? Everybody knew that song. But Just,
0: you asked me, I I say it's a Steve, so many tears is a Stevie Wonder sample. What's the name of the song, and is it a a
1: popular, recognizable Stevie? I mean, what's the, song? What,
0: what's the name of the hypnotized sample? We don't some know Motown, that, Motown know, or uh, Ohio you know, players shit. I,
2: I don't. I, don't think, know sample, but, you I, I know. don't think they were Motown.
1: <laughs> no, they you know what good. I mean. It, it's some popular band that you know some old heads can hear. I, I don't or know.
2: Think, I don't know if there was a, a sample, Jay. Hypnotized. What? What? what hypnotized. What's, what's, Everything that
1: food did is a sample.
0: Uh-huh. Hypnotize is a sample. So many tears is a sample. Uh, a lot of, but the, but I don't. You don't want to go there because a lot of that shit is Like none of that shit is is original.
2: It, it don't have to be. Shit is music. And you don't want to. You want to. You don't want to go that, B, make that route. Go that's not, yeah, that's not part of the criteria, Jay. I'm uh, saying
1: you're cheating when you use popular so- songs that, and you barely hide the, the original song. So it's nah. recognizable. That was, you know, you can't deny it. that that was Puff Daddy's whole intention or formula was to take these old songs and bring them back, barely do anything to them, so they're instantly recognizable, that poppy, catchy. Come on, so that was his whole
2: formula. Listen, Murder Inc. did the shit the same shit with Ashanti. Yeah. She took she yeah. took Biggie's, she took Biggie's song, which was a, a, a good hit, and still made a hit with it. You nobody criticized her for that, you know. But so maybe, a, maybe, maybe one day
0: maybe one day when we all can get together in the same spot, we can try to revisit this because um Tupac's I mean, Thug Life album. I be coming um, to town in two weeks. It's a lot of uh, is is there are a lot of Bootsy uh, Bootsy Collins samples, and they are it, it's not it's not unrecognizable. They're clear clear samples because yeah. uh, to you know to all our followers and to all you all one of the thing one of my idiosyncrasies is hearing a beat and liking it. And researching it to see if it's original and if it's not, where did it come from? So that's one thing that I do a lot. And um so with Dr. Dre in the Chronic, uh damn near I think damn near every song on the chronic is a sample. Yeah. And um so you know, maybe that's one thing we could do. we get together and we could just you know, play that shit and we can listen to it. I don't think we want to subject all our uh five followers to, you know, anything like that. But we are sitting at two hours and thirty-seven minutes of a three man podcast. So we're gonna go ahead and wrap this thing up. So we're gonna move on to the swerp of the week. So um who is the swerp of the week for you? I'm gonna start with you, Jay. Who's your swerp uh, of the week? I feel like I'm the swerp of the week for letting you guys
1: trick me into another Tupac conversation. How long have we been talking about this shit? About an hour
0: and a half. You brought that shit up. That was your I current did not.
1: You said, yeah, I guess I did. <laughs> uh, my swerp of the week. Who is the swerp of the week? It's all you hating ass, racist cocksuckers talking under your, your breath, out the side of your mouth, talking shit about Rihanna. You really hate her because she's a fucking billionaire talking about how it was a mid, excuse me, it was a mid performance and she looked nasty because she was pregnant. You're really saying, look at that rich nigger better than me doing shit I wish I could do on the biggest platform in the world. So you really hate you cocksuckers. Rihanna did her thing. I just rewatched it. I'm going to rewatch it tomorrow. Shut up and yes. recognize greatness when you see it, cocksuckers.
2: Yeah. I echo All that right. All right. What about you, Squeak? I'm gonna keep it simple, man. Scarface, you swerve for leaving out Willie D at the Grammy performance, man. I rock with you. I've always been rocking with you. you solid guy. That shit you pulled, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't expect that from you, you know, whether you and really have some kind of issue, but I did appreciate the conversation that you guys had on your podcast. But I thought you would swerve for what you did. Okay. And Joe Button for stealing on the topics a lot. <laughs> yeah, he's he's listening to us. Yeah, he's definitely listening to it. You swerve for that shit. And I don't think we don't know.
0: <laughs> uh, okay, so my of the week. Hey Jay, you got that picture for me?
1: Oh man, got a vamp. Give me a second. You sure. thought I was to get
0: his ass? I, I got him.
1: <laughs> Describe it. Describe it while I look for it. Don't worry
0: about it. Don't worry about it. No, 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 no,
1: no, nope, nope, nope. You gave me this like a week ago. I I got so, it right here.
0: So my swerp of the week is anybody who's wearing these fucking Super Mario big man ass- red shoes. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is my swerp of the week. Like. I don't there understand our culture. Like, we will get behind anything as long as oh, there you go. We will get behind anything if it's if we if you tie a dollar amount to. I don't even, well you know what I don't even know how much these motherfuckers cost. How much they cost? Are are, are, are they high 1600, price? Sixteen hundred, yes,
2: sixteen hundred, right here. Yeah. So if somebody paid you ten thousand when you were running. Fuck, no, man. Fuck no. I don't, man.
0: Fuck that. Man, I might look at. Okay. So this is my sorper of the week. If you put these motherfuckers on, it's all <laughs> because of, of of status and knowing how much they cost. So, what if they came what, in blue? I don't give. Where's my favorite color? So it don't matter what color they in. Fuck you if you wear these guardy ass Super Mario ass fucking boots. Fuck you and your $10,000, you know, just fuck you, period, you know, have some balls and wear some shit that don't have to cost a lot. You know what I'm saying? Just, just be you, but people be putting this shit on just to be a status symbol, man. Fuck you. So that's my sport for the week. Anybody that does that.
1: They look comfortable and hot at the same time. <laughs>
0: Well, fuck you too.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, so I'm giving me a pair of these. We are at two minute two hours and forty one minutes of a three man podcast. I think that is a record. We um, probably shouldn't have went this long, but and we probably lost a lot of y'all about an hour ago. But nah, this is episode thirty three of the Pod Deep Podcast, aka the greatest podcast nobody knows about except Joe Budden, aka your favorite podcast podcast. And we signing out. Peace. Rodney, fuck you too. Peace. (laughs)